describes acts of extreme violence in graphic detail and may include discussions about demonology and the occult, topics that caused widespread panic during the 1980s. This content may not be suitable for children under the age of 50. Viewer and listener discretion is advised. Previously on Grog Talk. So I already warned Dan that today was going to be sad. And actually the next few ones are going to be sad. Because I don't know if he can see it. So there's good news and bad news. I cannot. Uh, uh, the, the, the good news and bad news. Good news is I know the author of these, of these answers. No. Oh. It is Roger Moore. I love Roger Moore. Right. So that's the good news. You're going to love that. The bad news is, let me show you what I can each... The topic. The topic is solid answers to astral oh, questions. Oh, you did this on purpose. <laughs> it's because I brought up Porky's. <laughs> so now everyone's uncomfortable. Oh, now everyone's going to be uncomfortable. Exactly. You know what? You should title this on YouTube, Porky's in the Astral Plane. <laughs> Porky's, <laughs> Porky's in the Astral Plane. <laughs> That's very good. I like that. Uh, movement? Nine. Correct. Hit dice? Three plus one. Wow. Correct. Percent and layer? Mm, 25%. Okay, you spent way too much time in the monster manual, sir. That is correct. <laughs> what, what do we, we've learned I two... Know. I don't know what this says about me. We, we, we've learned two things about James. Two things he knows a lot about is the monster manual and Porky's. <laughs> not necessarily, not a word. <laughs> That's right. So I, had, I, I have a son. He's kind of a no good. Yeah. Half-orc. I get that. Son, his father. Oh, boy. Half-orc son. So you're a woman, then? <laughs> you couldn't tell. Rude! <laughs> Can I speak to your manager? <laughs> I am the manager. Rude! <laughs> yes! I'm a woman! afternoon good evening welcome to grog talk i'm james and i'm dan and we don't know where we're from today dan is that correct i lost my sheet you lost your sheet it's a hundred episodes and they said it wouldn't last right i left it with you they said it wouldn't last oh sorry yes yes they said it wouldn't last that's right well we have a we we could come up with things actually rob ritchie came up with some ones i think he's i think he sent it to me via email so we should look him up yes we have a few that he came up with. So, want to try his? Sure. Well, it's, it's all we've Roll got. Roll D4. Three. Three. We are, we are coming from here, the cool and refreshing spring. I can handle this on the fly. Okay. Yes, we're from the cool and refreshing spring. This is a wayside watering hole. The herd animal at first glance is underwhelming. 
seeming to be little more than a wide puddle of water in an otherwise dry savanna. The proprietor, Chitara, who is certainly not a lycanthrope, keeps the pathways through the tangled brush clear so that all may approach the life-giving fluid with confidence. Life-giving fluid. Dis- oh, that's a laugh. <laughs> Disregard the rustling in the bushes. It is simply the wind. Drink deep and enjoy. Ah, yes. Well, th- thank you. Thank you for having us here at the cool and refreshing spring. In the, uh, in the Sar- Serengeti Desert, it feels like you have to say. Like Mutual of Omaha. Did you watch Mutual of Omaha? I remember the... This has been oh, look, this is brought to you by Mutual of Omaha. That's right, Mutual of Omaha. I remember, yeah, yes, yes. The Wild Kingdom. Wild Kingdom. That's right. That's all I remember about it, though, was brought to you by Mutual of Omaha. That's right. I forgot the guy, uh, Jack, not Jack Palance. He's a different guy. For Jack, not, it's not Jack Hanna. I don't know. Someone will say who it is. So uh, we have some announcements, correct? We do. So announcements of James, as you may know. Recently, there was a big convention in Lake Geneva. There was. There was. Spring Revel, April 3rd and 4th. Uh, more fun. It was more fun from TSR Hobbies. It included all of your favorite games, food, etc. It was at the American Legion Hall at 735 Henry Street. So I hope everyone had a good time at the Spring Revel. Marcon. Marcon. Marcon 7 is coming up. Marcon 7, James, in 1982. It's April 30th to May 2nd. That means they started, you do the math, like 75? Right, it, exactly. That's pretty impressive, don't you think? That is impressive. What was Marcon before? I mean, 75, they're not doing RPGs, I wouldn't think. Other than, it must be wargaming. Must be. Well, let's read this. The University Hilton Inn at 3110 Olentangy River Road. Olentangy. Yeah, you just head on down. You take a left, take a right, and you'll see Olentangy Road down there. By the Wichitangy. It's by the Wichitangi River. Don't, yeah, that's right. Well, it is the Olatangi River Road wow. in Columbus, Ohio. It will be the site of the convention featuring guest of honor. You'll never guess. Uh, Gene Wells. <laughs> no. Hal Clement. Hal Clement. Do I know who Hal Clement is? Did I know who that person is? <laughs> I don't know who that is. Who's Hal Clement? That would be like 40 years from now when we have the guests, uh, they'll say, and GrogCon was this yeah. year. And Ooh. they'll be like, who's, who's James Garutzos? I, right. no I have no idea. No idea. Special right? guest. Special right. guest. Uh, but now I'd be like, oh, Carl Slyza. Oh, of course. Well, right, Carl Slyza. Right. Yeah, by then he'll be uh, multimedia. And he's on. So hello, sir. Hope you're doing well. Look at this. Admission, 1250 Wow, that's a lot of bread. Yeah, because the spring revel is $3 for the weekend. Right. Marcon, well, 50 that's a ripoff. Uh, I ain't going. Are you kidding me? Right. 12 bucks. And I'm uh, happy to announce yes. I will be part of our roundtable discussion. Yes. This is, I'm super excited about this. Don't, please don't show up. It's, I don't need to see Look, you. Look, I have no. to go to this. Don't, this is one of my not, favorite things. I swear things. to God, if you show up, you're not going to heckle me. No, no, no. I am. No, I think you don't really realize how infatuated I am. But go ahead. Tell, tell the folks what's happening. All right. Well, I'm so, so giddy with excitement. About my talk or about your talk? Okay, okay, okay. Apparently, my talk. I'll be part of a roundtable discussion Saturday, May 7th at the Winter Park Library. Uh, two different uh, discussions. The first one, uh, when good dice lie, effective role fudging. No, yeah, that's good. And how on earth Arcana saved AD&D. So. It, that's true. And that's at, what's, what's the convention again? Well, it's, okay. 
Rude, it's not really a convention. It not- is a roundtable discussion at the Winter Park Library. Oh, at the Winter Park Library. <laughs> Rude. Okay. So, so people oh, like are just going to show up. That. Yeah, is you going to just show up and do that? Am I playing that one or am I playing this other event? You, oh, no, you're, no, James, you're not coming. Stay away from the Winter Park. I'm going to put your picture. I'm going to give your picture to security. Be on the lookout. Be on the lookout do not that. ruin my big day. And I know okay. you're all, the reason you're being so rude yes, right. is because, wow, Mr. James here uh, will be guest of honor. Correct. A break at NARPACON. NARPACON? NARPACON, the Gnome LARPing Festival. Yes. Which will be at the Holiday Inn. Well, what I hear technically, it will be in the field behind the Holiday Inn uh, at Lake Wales off of I 27 uh, this Saturday, April 24th. I'm looking very excited, exciting for that. That is amazing. It doesn't sound like you. I don't think you, I mean, we've done this 100 episodes and you don't realize my infatuation with gnomes? So, no, I had not realized that. I'm glad to hear that you are coming out uh, with oh, your Oh, coming out of... guns blazing. Wow. In fact, I wrote a song about, and this is when I'm performing, at the, at the uh, con itself. It's called I Love Gnomes. I love gnomes. It's just a bit of it. I don't know if you can hear it or not, but. I, I Some say they're annoying. Oh. But I disagree They're certainly playful Maybe a bit mischievously They're the bane of every party For they go their own way You may not think they're funny But then the joke's on you I love gnomes They're a friend to me I love gnomes It's easy to see I love gnomes Come and join the fun I love gnomes Enjoy a ton of pun. I love no yeah. So there you go. That's what you can expect of my performance. Just 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 a taste. Just a taste, yes. This is just a taste of what you can expect at uh, this great event. Uh, NARPACON. You don't even remember the name. Well, it and sounds like NARCACON. It sounds like some kind of uh, uh, Narcon, Narcan Anonymous or whatever. Well, Narcan. I think... I think it's the GN, like LARP, you know, LARP, yeah, NARP, GN, NARPACON. It almost sounds like the NARPANAMACON. NARPANAMACON. <laughs> that's, no, that's, that's the band. That's you. You're NARPANAMACON. James, who be, uh, is the front man for NARPANAMACON, will be playing at NARPACON. That's so, James, this is so gnome-affirming of you. I'm very, I'm very happy. Well, you know, it's, it's actually been a secret passion of mine. And so finally I put my infatuation and my adornment of gnomes in the song. Of course, as everyone knows, that's what I do. So uh, if you're available, if you're by I-27, come out and go to NARPACON? NARPALARPACON? How in the not- world did you get to be a guest of honor? <laughs> I'm at the Winter Park Library, and you're a guest of honor at NARPACON? NARPALARPACON? Something like that. The problem now is I love gnomes, and I can't go now because I can't stand Sir, to Sir, did you write a song about gnomes? I don't think so. Your, your claims to gnome uh, fealty is specious? Is that a fair term? Wow. Is that a fair term? Yeah. That's a ooh. Lack, lack, lacking substantial evidence? That's right. Or whatever. Okay. All right. Okay. So those are the announcements. Those are the announcements. Excellent. Thank you. Thank you. All right. So uh, we're, we're on to April 1982. We need to flip the calendar. We do. I'm so excited. So as our long time, or at least for the past couple months, 
listeners and viewers know, we have the Days of the Dragon 1982 calendar. Yes. In commemoration of the 40th anniversary of 1982. And uh, we don't, we have been flipping the calendar as we go. Right. We, you and I, we do not know what lays in March, what picture will be here. What's so, going to come next. So Correct. this is the unveiling. It is. Right, here we go. Okay. Uh, so what dragon? We, we have to pick a dragon, don't we? Oh, yes. And when and uh, do you have a drum roll when the time comes? Uh, yeah, hold on. You have so many. You think, right? I have so much nonsense. Here we go. Okay, well, well we can wait till we're getting ready to flip it if you want. It's up to you because we're going to guess now, right? What kind oh, of yeah, dragon? Oh, yeah, guess. Uh, I'm going to guess red dragon. I'll guess. Well, white, oh. would, white would be cold weather, huh? Yeah, white's cold. April. April I, you should go with green again. They didn't do green. Spring, uh, okay, I'll go with green. I'm going with red. Here we go. What is the dragon? We have no idea. Come roll. Oh, you were right, Jay. Yeah, well, you were right to have me take it. It is a green dragon, and I love this drawing. Oh, Darlene. Darlene. That, that, that deserves a clap. Darlene of Greyhawk map fame, of course. Right. Uh, so, yeah, that's a green dragon. And I, I like this. It's kind of a slender, almost like one of those, what, like Asian-style like, yeah, kind of like dragons? Very worm-like, not like the big behemoths that are... But yeah, absolutely. Very nice. Oh, so he hasn't, what you're suggesting is he hasn't e eaten a lot of adventures. That's right. He needs to eat more. He's skinny. He's, he's like the me of dragons. <laughs> that's right. He's the, he's the Dan of dragons. <laughs> full of gas and... and uh, full, full of gas and nothing else. That's right. 100% gas. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, that's perfect. That. Well, he is in the swamp. A lot of swamp. Yeah, right? Aren't green dragons in swamps? Yes, they are. And yeah. they're, they're not nice because they're, no. they're a regular color. They're not a metallic. That's right. They right? are chromatic. Right. Okay. I think that's the fancy term as metallic. What what happened on this day, April nineteen eighty, that they wanted us to know about? Can it's all that. It's ridiculous. Barely on this day in six. Oh, you got to be kidding me! This is awesome. I'm okay. reading a book about this guy. Okay. On this day in sixteen twenty six, Sir, and it's pronounced Francis. Sir Francis Drake. Bacon. Bacon. Sir Francis Bacon died Bacon. at the age of sixty five. Beside being Lord Chancellor of England, you want to talk about Lord Chancellor? I know all about the Court of Equity. Lord Chancellor of England. He was a herald of science in the age no! between the medieval and the modern, and author. Bacon also wrote New Atlantis. Yes, it was a utopian novel. Uh, it was a utopian uh, idea. Francis Bacon. Yeah, quick. Okay. Uh, why are you reading this? What is, what is, of all the things you can read, you're reading about some 17th century Sir Bacon? Well, he's an interesting guy. So okay. Francis Bacon. He uh, was accused of, well, he admitted to taking bribes as Lord Chancellor. But, okay. You know, okay. And what does the Lord Chancellor do? The Lord Chancellor, I'm glad you asked. How many viewers do we have right now? <laughs> we have five, and they're going, there were a lot more, and now they just heard me. Just <laughs> the Lord Chancellor was the, uh, really the second highest ranking official beside the king. He oversaw the court of equity, which is chancery, where you would go if the, you couldn't get, you couldn't get uh, any sort of relief oh, really? in the courts of law. Huh. You would then, moving on. Is that, can you fight the Lord Chancellor to the death? Is that how it works? I, no, I would oh. not do that. Oh, okay. No, that's not a good idea at all. Oh, okay. So, uh, well, that's what, what else is happening in April 1982? Okay. Uh, since you, I think you've complained in the past about not having, like, anything other than pop references. Yes. Fine, James. The Falkland Islands were taken by Argentina. Finally, something timely and, and, and relevant to today's time. Right. There's a war going on. Someone's invading someone else. 
It, it, it never seems to end. A larger power is striking against a smaller power. And let's talk about things more that you would be interested in in 1982. Okay. Okay, this song is still number one. Do you remember what was number one the last time? Oh, I don't, I've, become, I've become Dan. Uh, <laughs> what, what did we say? It was physical. No. Do you remember that Seinfeld episode where uh, Elaine said thinks she's becoming George? Yes, that's right. <laughs> that's you that's becoming me. Dan. Uh, um, no, I don't remember. Uh, I love rock and roll. Oh, Joan Jett, of course. Your crush. Uh, my crush, that's right. Mm -hmm. And I was more of a leader Ford. Right, but both, but both were from the runaway, so this is Groundhog Day. We're so we little... can both date. We'd both be dating. Right, at the time, in 1979. What are the odds of that? Did uh, the pseudo undead ever date the runaways? I heard they did. Well, oh, Betty Davis eyes. That was going to. Uh, I think they toured together, with them, and what was the other one? Because I heard uh, rumors. Did Hexen? What was another group? The one that toured with Motorhead a lot. Oh, what was the... Oh, oh, um, Girl School. Girl School, that's right. Mm -hmm. There was like a quadruple billing. Pseudo undead. It was before the sound check. Then they did the sound check, and then they played. Yeah, you know when, like, you know when they're complaining to Lemmy that, like, those dudes smell. That's bad. Yeah. They when, smell like, like rotten flesh. Well, Motorhead smells good. That's right. When, when Motorhead smells good. <laughs> you can get that as a scent, Motorhead. We, we don't know that Lemmy smelled bad. No, we have no idea. He said it's so great. Right. He, I, you, I mean, being on the road all the time and sleeping in vans and anyone else, uh, I'm sure it does great. That's and, awesome. And thanks to people like James and his mom, Yes, <laughs> this movie is still number one. Oh, yes. Or is number one. Right. You helped make it number one. It did just come That's out. Right. That's right. Of course. Porky's. Porky's is the number one film. <laughs> that is so 1982, isn't it? That is. When Porky's is the number one film. I wow. relayed that story to my brother, and he, he didn't remember exactly the same, but he remembered part of it. Yeah, he, remembered, he definitely remembered the pot one, and the, the, he remembered it also was burning popcorn. She thought it was, there's burning popcorn, and we were like, Mom, it's pot. So, yeah. <laughs> All right, that's not, there it is. That's 40 years ago. 40 years ago in 1982. Well, excellent. I, we are ready for Random Encounter. Okay, so in this segment, we randomly roll monsters. Do we? And, well, I mean, I, yeah, you know what? That's interesting. That's a good point. Maybe we shouldn't randomly roll. I mean, roll. Has, has that really worked out for us in the past? I don't think The dice are, the dice, I don't know, they kind of lie. Yeah, the okay. dice, they're very capricious. Let's just pick one. Yeah, let's just pick what we're going to do. Sick of these. I'm sick of dice, right? Right. Let's just go ahead and let's just pick something. Let's pick a couple of things that are just, you know, they're very useful for this encounter. Okay. So I, here's, and we might as well just flip the pages. And I'm pulling out my favorite. Whoa, we both pulled out our favorite book. This is amazing, Monster Manual 2. Right, well, favorite, you mean favorite monster book. Right, 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 right. We're going to talk about that later. Okay. You know, this, fortunately, this D&D, &D, especially AD&D, oh. &D, is evergreen, and new stuff came out. And the new stuff is way better than the old stuff. And James, you're not going to believe this. Just open a page. Like, I just randomly opened okay. to 120. No, you just pick your own page. Okay. I just randomly opened to 122, 123, and it is spilling over with awesome monsters. Let me give you an example of some. These look amazing. Right. A land urchin. A land urchin. Doesn't that sound awesome? And an Oostalagor. Mm -hmm. I can't wait. To, oh, I really want to know what that is because this looks so cool. It's like a brain with legs. 
and a varigoyle, which looks very cool. It's like a crazy skull with... Skull head. It looks like something that Motorhead would have on their tour van. Yeah, but with a little sort of... Uh, uh, it looks like dreadlocks, too, yeah. so maybe kind of like a Bob Marley. Rastafarian kind of thing. And big old wings. Right. That's awesome. I love it. Not to mention the Troll Marine, a scrag. Do you have any cool monsters? I'm going to well, pick only, what I think is The only the thing is... It's so exciting is this uh, Gale Abdur. It's a, it's a talking rock. I that, saw him. That produces rocks. Oh, my God. He is way, way cool. Yeah, that's amazing. So you, why don't you pick? Okay. Because I hate random. Why right. don't you just pick from that? Or why don't you just pick from that? You got to be I'm the talking pick, rock, right? No, I'm going to I think the, the one that really is that speaks to me about Dungeons & Dragons, if a monster, is a small falcon. You're a small falcon? I'm a small falcon. Oh, you let's know. figure out. See if... Falcon, small. We know the hill giants are common. What do you think the frequency of a falcon hawk is? Well, I assume it's got to be very common. It's rare. See, rare. James, you're being a, James, you're being a jerk. We needed stats for a common falcon in D and D. Stop right. being a jerk. We I needed mean, those. This filled in um, a very important gap. When I'm fireballing the tree, I want to know how many falcons, or when I sleep them, I want to know how many falcons will fall out of the tree. Like well, when you're in the marketplace and you're just, <laughs> you're just guessing, sleeping, how many falcons are going to fall down? Well, maybe okay. I want to just go around killing falcons. So I, okay, well, now you can, because fortunately they put stats in for that. Okay, well, I'm so, a land urchin. You're a land urchin. Okay. Okay. That, uh, sounds good. So are we ready to do this? We need to figure out surprise. Okay. Do you want to describe the land urchin? Yes, the land urchin. All right, do you know anything about the land urchin? I have no idea. It's, uh, I, I know what an urchin is. They, they, Oliver Twist, right? Wasn't that, they weren't they urchins? Street urchins? <laughs> so, oh, that would be a good monster, street urchins. <laughs> Go. Yeah, it goes down the street alleyways. That's right. Just... He, he robs you. Right. He pokes you and robs you. Mm -hmm. He's like a, he's like an offshoot of that thing we did last time. Was it the griffle or a gripple? Grapple? Yeah, the gripple. Yeah, the thing. The thieves. Yeah, basically a dungeon thief. Yeah. Dungeon thieves. Yes, I that like was Fiend Folio. Uh, you know, not as good as Monster Man Two. Actually, the Monster Man has gotten way better over time. It is weird that Gary, guy in the first one, didn't think about. It. He must have forgotten right. to include Land Urchin. Well, you know, there he's a. He was a brilliant ju a businessman. I mean, he knew if he put everything in the first Monster Man, there'd be nothing left. Exactly. You got to tease him. You put a couple of good monsters in the first one, and then you save the best for last. Oh, and, and did he ever? Okay. The land urchin is a land-dwelling distant cousin of the sea urchin. The land urchin's spine-covered body is often mistaken for a bush. Oh, that's just wrong. Right. So you're just like, I don't know. I guess we're not going to sit on a bush. No. But I'm like. You may pee in a bush. Oh, <laughs> yeah, you got it. Nature calls. We had, did we have a random encounter with somebody who was peeing? Yes, we did. Well, and down yeah. by the river, they got attacked. Yeah, they got attacked because they were, I think it was the watchman, got attacked by Merchant. the, the, mer by, the, the mer by the, by the, uh, by the daemon, wasn't it? By the Charon demon. Something like that. Yeah. I remember a horse. Okay. A land dwelling distant because of the sea urchin, the land urchin's spine covered body is often mistaken for a bush. Yes. The land urchin is a scavenger that consumes virtually anything that is edible. Ah. Its small mouth is located on the underside of its body, and it has a rasping tongue. Wow. What does that mean, rasping? Rasping tongue. What's a rasp? Oh, rasping. Oh, that, that a that's, a that's a lyric. Right. Rasping. Take my rasping t raspy tongue. Yeah, what does rasping mean? Rasping. I don't rasping. even know what that means. Rasping tongue with which to saw through armor, Some, and gather food. Wow. 
Jeez. It is a shy creature. <laughs> it's a, it's a shy, it. With its rasping tongue. Right? It's a shy creature and will attack only if another creature approaches within one inch. Okay. All right. It defends itself. Oh, so this uh, clearly a falcon's not going to land on this right, bush. Right, right, exactly. Let me see this coming. It defends itself by shooting two to 12 spines. We've seen that too. Didn't we have this creature that shot? It was like a plant. I mean, this big debate, whether it was shooting. Right, right. It, well, yeah, it was actually it was a projectile because then you could protect against missiles, if I remember correctly. Right. You put it on your office desk. It defends itself by shooting two to 12 spines, damage one to two per round, and the victim must save versus poison or be paralyzed for six turns. If it must flee, the urchin will release a dark gas cloud Ooh. within a 10-foot radius to aid in its escape. The land urchin has no visual organs, but uses two small antenna to detect any movement within one inch. It has no front or back, and its five spindly legs, sounds like me, can rotate to allow it to move in any direction. What page was that on? Page 122 yeah. of the Monster Manual 2. And the small falcon is on page 64. Okay. So I'm just thinking about how I can bring small falcons. What's it? I wanted to mention small frequency rare. The first sentence is falcons and hawks are common throughout the world. Oh, and I love this. The large falcon is uncommon. <laughs> the small one. So the fact I picked the small one is, is actually it makes it rare. Well, so, so in D&D, so everything big, right? Like you never encounter an ordinary rat. You ever encounter an ordinary rat in a dungeon? It's always a giant rat. Right. There's, they, apparently, the, there is no ordinary rats, just giant rats. Unless it's a vampire. The vampires bring rats. So do you think when you see, like, small animals, people are like, oh, wow, look, it's a miniature. It's unusual. Right. It wow, is look unusual. at that little, look at that it's miniature like giant the, rat. like Land of the Lost. Remember where they go down, yes. they fall, and everything's giant. There's giant spiders and giant everything. It's always, there's no small things. Yes, and there was that, what was that guy? Wasn't there, like, this uh, Yeti-type creature that they hung out with? You remember that guy? Yeah, I remember. He was, he was benevolent, but <laughs> yes. actually he was terrified. Now he looks like the guy from the beef jerky Sasquatch, messing with Sasquatch. Yeah. That's exactly like him. Yes. Okay. I still uh, like your idea, though. I like street. I, I think someone's got to write up for flipping street, yeah, street flipping urchins. Flipping and turning street urchin. Right. I think, I think I saw Rob Ritchie out there. He was, he, by the way, he is at, uh, he's at DaveCon, so say hi. I think there's others there at DaveCon. And you know what's so strange? You remember this episode with Kramer meets Kramer? Well, I'm Kramer. No, I'm Kramer. Yeah. Remember that way? Uh, sort of. He was, he was talking to Tim Kask. Oh, really? So Rob is like, I'm Tim Kask. Tim Kask is like, I'm Tim Kask. That's right. I'm Tim Kask. That's very good. All right, let's roll surprise. Okay. Two. Oh, the Falcon surprise, which makes sense. Because he's landing on the sea urchin. Right. Yes. Three. I'm not surprised. All right. Why so, would I be surprised? So he's coming in, or she's coming in, because they a lot of times set up nests. Hang on. Let's see if it's a male or a female. Is it a, is it a male? No, no exclamation it's the female. Point. Female. That's probably a little better for this yeah. land for the landing. Yeah, female falcon. All yeah. right, so you get. I land on you. You get one attack. I would say. Okay, so I have a rasping. Let me see what I have again. I have on the underside of my body is a tongue. It's a rasping tongue. Oh, but you landed on me, so it defends itself by shooting. Oh, so I'm just like it's like a shot. Right. I don't need to. Like, I'm just like you're right there. Right. You do two to twelve attacks. Whoa. You're just going to be riddled with... Right, as I'm coming in, you're just... That's <laughs> <laughs> oh, terrible. It is terrible. So roll 2d6 to see how many things that hit me or wow. attempt to hit me. As right, okay, right. How many I shoot. Right. Right. Exactly. Seven. Seven. 
Okay. I'm, so I'm uh, like, I'm an anti-aircraft. Yes. You're like a, you're like a Patriot missile battery. So should you like grab land urchins and like set them up on the castle walls? Right. You could use them as like anti-aircraft. Well, what's the range? That would be the thing. Oh, good point. Let me see. Because um, I was surprised. So I'm 30 yards away from you. I don't, the urchin will, I, I, my dark gas cloud is a 10-foot radius, but that's when I flee, if it must flee. The, uh, let me see. Oh, I can only detect, okay, I detect any movement within, ten, within one inch is 10 feet. Okay. Now, outside, that wouldn't be. That, that wouldn't would be useful. That wouldn't wait, be does, useful. That, does it become 30 feet outside? That seems weird. Yeah, it's 30 feet. You would triple it outside? Well, it's one, 10 yards. supposed to be. Range okay. is always extended. Okay. You may want to make exception here, because they don't, can't see, really. They're, they feel. So in other words, so in other words, once you come into my range, I'm blasting. Then I feel it. Right, I sense movement, and you just—it's like a reaction, like the Venus flytrap when you put your finger in, it just right. closes. It doesn't—it doesn't know. It just reacts. So I'm walking around on the ground, and right. I'm like eating ants, right? And centipedes, and the female falcon thinks this is a good place for a nest. This walking bush that'll make it convenient. Right, right, right. Not the brightest. Lay some eggs here. <laughs> That's right. She's not making a nest. She's not the brightest of the bulbs. She's not. And so what's the intelligence of the falcon? I assume animal. Animal, correct. So, so okay, so. So you, you're going to roll seven times, and his, her armor class is AC5. What's your hit dice? My hit dice is three plus three. Three plus three. Wow. So you need an 11. And if I hit you, not only do damage. I have to make a saving throw? Save versus poison or be paralyzed for six turns. Oh, so she's going to just fly and slap flat into the ground. That's and then I guess I would leave. I don't really think I can eat you. I'm not like a big snake. No, you don't care. You just, you're defending yourself. Or would I? I think I could eat a little bit of you. Yeah, maybe. You like take your a eye? <laughs> <laughs> you're still alive. Oh, that's horrible. That's right. Oh, my God. I'm going to, yes, I'm going to eat you while you're alive. Well, if you hit me more than a couple of times, I probably will not be alive. Okay. Yeah, so. What do I care? Yeah, exactly. Here you, you need 11. That's, that's one, one hit. hit. Yep. Seven. Uh, that's a miss. 18. That's two hit. Yeah. One. That's so you've. 50, 50. myself. That's right. You can try. You hurt. You shot yourself. Three. Uh, okay, you got more rolls. One. 12. So three hits. And a save. Three hits. All right. So it does one to two plus save. So. One to two. So die. Yeah, six. whatever. Okay, I'll do a die six. Two. Two. How many uh -huh. points do you have? I, well, you're going to find oh, out. I'll find out. Four. Four. Wow, six hit points. Six hit points. So, guess how much a small falcon's hit points are? I would say, I would say it is... Small falcon. Okay, so it's going to be ridiculous then, clearly. I'm thinking what you're, you're suggesting is ridiculous. It's, I'm going to say two plus one, which would be ridiculous. That would be ridiculous. Okay. It's, what would you think has more hit points? Oh, a human? <laughs> a goblin? A human or a small falcon? Right. Well, I'm going to go with small falcon. Most likely the small falcon and the goblin are the same, and humans are less. It's one minus one? One minus one. That's ridiculous. For a, a falcon with a two to three foot wingspan. So we should have a fight between a falcon and a goblin. Right. <laughs> See, who See who wins. It's a toss-up. The odds are one to one. <laughs> I... I, I... I think, the go I think the small falcon. So we got to do one minus one. Or How, one can I see this? How many attacks does the falcon get? Three attacks. Oh, so it's better than, it's better than a goblin. Right. It's better than a goblin. So six hit points. So, because uh, it's one minus one, so I subtracted the one hit point. So she has six. You killed it. With. Unconscious. Can I revive well, you? I, can I bind your wounds? Well, first, first, I have to make three saving throws. I'm definitely paralyzed. So. You're paralyzed and dead. 
So you're dead because you had six hit points and I did six points of damage. The land urchin, the falcon never saw it come. Literally, I think, never saw it come. Saw, right. She was just going to make a nest and decided that she picked the wrong bush. So what have we decided? What have we learned about the land urchin? Amazing. But just, okay, so last time we had that griffle or gripple or whatever. Right. Is, is they're basically just to, to steal from people in dungeons. Right. The land urchin is there basically just to kill adventurers. Kill adventurers and, more importantly, uh, the very rare small falcon. And the very rare small falcon. Why would you even, though, go over to a bush like that? How does this happen? You know, so you're a DM. How do you use a land urchin? I think they're on the beach, aren't they? Is that their natural habitat? Well, it's a cousin of sea It just oh. says... Well, I'm saying that I think they're, they hang out on the beach, so... If you, have, if you think sea urchins are amazing, now you have land urchins. You have another thing to fill out your ecology. Because it's not dangerous enough to see. Now you, you're not even safe on the beach. True. You'd have to step on it, I guess. Oh, I didn't look at its size. What is its size? Small. Uh, uh, small. But, but three feet. It's not like I'm stepping on it like a jellyfish. Right. It's like this. Like, yeah. I mean, like a and, ball. and they're not aggressive. No. So they're just kind of walking on the beach, eating. And their movement is, well, they move pretty fast. Move pretty fast for big. They move as fast as a human, 12 inches. Yeah, yeah. So basically you go down, you just see a bunch of them walk, eat and stuff. Right. Stay away. So stay away from the land urchins. That's right. It's like where, you know, when you go to the beach, it says jellyfish and they put the flags up. There would be a flag up there, land urchins around. Oh, and the problem, of course, is that if you go within 10 feet, or 10 yards, I guess you're outdoors. It just shoots at you. So you're walking down the path as an adventurer, and I say, okay, you see some bushes on the left or right. And the players say, okay, keep walking. Okay. <laughs> roll, 2d6. Attack. Right. 2D6. How many? Right. And paralyzation. So you would probably want to pair this with another monster that would take advantage of this paralyzation. That's maybe immune to, like ghouls. Right. Seagulls. Oh, they hang out. Right, the seagulls hang out. You're right. Oh, that's a troll. You're right. Or a sea troll. Anything that's immune to paralyzation. I don't know if trolls are, I mean, uh, no uh, ghouls are in paralyzation, but you would think they would not be paralyzed. Well, ghouls love the human flesh. Right. They love the, that's right. Oh, you're right. So, oh my gosh. You're right. So you see a land urchin, and you're like, watch out, be careful, that's a land urchin. Yeah. And the smart player's like, ghouls are nearby. Right. Exactly. Okay. I got you. That's right. That's right. So, in, you know, we were looking over our favorite uh, monster book, The Monster Manual 2, and we thought, you know, we, we're ready for a new segment. Um, that because they were, we were grac- they graciously put all these common animals in, that we should have, and they're so powerful, we should have them uh, combat their alleged master. You know, like Pokemon. I don't know. People have played Pokemon, right? They capture these creatures. That's kind of that's why I feel like with find familiar. So we have a new segment called fight familiar, where we roll up a first level magic user, and we quickly roll up a first level magic user, and then they fight one of their familiars to the death. And you guys can pick whether the first level magic user will survive or the familiar will survive. Right, you'll bet on it. Right. So, oh, is a pilot a pilot? So how are we doing on our? Oh, it's good. Okay. I said Kutoa are immune to paralyzations. So that would be a perfect one. They're sea things. So this is a we're gonna. Try out this new, new segment. segment, and uh, we'll see how it goes. Fight familiar. That's okay. Right. So we're going to roll up. Yes, and you will fight 
as James said, we'll fight just sort of common everyday animals to see who wins. All right. right. All right, James, I need you to roll. So what do you have? Strength, yep. intelligence, well, we'll wisdom, roll dex, con, charisma. Roll 46 quickly and then... Got it. Obviously, we'll put the best score into... Uh, I have a 13. I have an 8. Okay. I have a 16. Ooh. Hard pants. Right. Uh, 8. Okay. Uh, 14. Okay. Roll so oh, that's 5. We need one more. One more. Well, you need two more, actually. You have comeliness, of oh. course. <laughs> Uh, 11. Okay. I'll put the high score on that. Uh, okay. Then uh, 13. 13. So obviously... The high um, score goes... In comeliness, of course. Um, obviously. And then right. we'll do intelligence next. Yep. 14. Yep. Okay. And we'll do... Well, strength is going to be an 8, of course, right? Yep. And con will be an 8. Yep. So okay. I'm going to roll hit points. Ooh, four hit points. Four hit points. Maxed out. I'll do a 13 wisdom... A 13 dex and an 11 charisma. Right. Okay. So a hip, uh, AC 10, it looks like. AC 10. And what kind of weapon do you want to use? Let's randomly roll for the weapon. Okay, let's Because you can only use so many. Well, yeah, I think they may have expanded in the Unearthed Arcane, unfortunately. That's what's so great about this book. So let's look. I wouldn't even know where to look. Well, that's okay. It's in the front here. So I want, here. To, I want to learn. So there's six things you can uh, weapons permit. Roll a d6. Got it. Please roll a one. Right. Gets a dart. I wanted one was a caltrop. Get proficient in the caltrop. How many darts do I have? Just one? Well, I'll say you carry six around. I have a random roll. Oh, yeah. Roll, well, three? Okay, so, you could, so basically in one round, you'll be sh that's what you got. I have three darts. That's right. And, okay, spell. Oh, so spell, yes. Spell random spell. spell. So I think they improved that here as well because clearly... We'll just randomly roll for the one that you've memorized because... You only have memorized one per day, is that right? Or right. Did, wait, I'm sorry, on Earth Day Canada, do you get 27 memorized? Uh, no, or? I don't think you get 27. Uh, I don't remember that in there. So let's just roll. I think it's a D40. So oh, that would be a D40. Yes, times it's 40. 10. So yeah, D20 and roll a D6. Oh, I was going to do 10 and 4. So what am I doing? A D6 and a 20? Yeah. Got it. I'm with you. I got it. That's the high end. So that's 22. 22. Mending. Are you serious? Mending. Well, he has, well, that's one of his spells. But that's one he's memorized today. That's right. That's what he's memorized today. He has mending. All right. So, and uh, we said we, what we were going to do, an ordinary, ordinary cat? Right. We're going to an ordinary cat. Again, back to Monster Manual 2, best Monster Manual that's available. So this is a first level magic user. Right. Domestic cat. Is fighting a domestic cat, right? Mm -hmm. Not ordinary cat, domestic cat. Page 22 of the Monster Manual 2. Okay, so there it is. So, would you like to roll for the domestic? I'd like to know the domestic cat's hit dice before, hit points, before combat. So right. I roll for So, okay. do 10. Go ahead. Oh, you're going to divide by two? Yeah. You're a strange man, sir. D10. Anytime. Where's the D10? There's two of them I see. Actually, I see go. three now. That's a okay, D10. Right there. Oh, two, I wasn't looking for the Two hit points. Oh, so actually, our magic user has more hit points for once than, than the, the cat. familiar. That's right. Because odds are, it would have been the cat would have had more. The cat could have one to five hit points. A human being, could, uh, the, the magic user, can only have four. But this domestic cat in the Monster Manual 2 could have five. 
I need, can people on the chat, we need a name for the cat, yes, don't we? We need a name for the cat. And the magic user. And they've already, Coolbot has already identified that if the cat gets uh, in trouble, he, should be, he or she should be able to cat, call the cat lord. Indeed. So right. domestic So domestic and wild cats are closely related. Okay. Uh, and can interbreed. Like that. Oh. Are you doing your music? Uh, well, I will in a second. Go ahead. Both gain rear claw rakes if four paw claw attacks succeed. So number of attacks, the domestic has two. Oh, so if I get two attacks, so I have two attacks at one to two with my claw from a domestic cat, rear claw rakes inflict one to two points of damage. So is it one point? So help me out here. Wildcat, a smaller variety has one effective attack with four, four Claw claws, while the larger wildcat has two such attacks. Oh, so I see. So the domestic just has one at first. The smaller domestic variety has only one effective attack. Wait, only one effect. Oh, with four paw claws. So I get while one. While the larger wild, both gain rear claw rakes if four paw claw attacks succeed. So you get one attack, and if you hit the first attack, then you can attack special attack rear for one to two. Okay, wait. And what are my. Okay, I'm confused already. What's my damage on the domestic cat? So is it one attack for both four paw claws, or is it two for the domestic cat? As it only has one effective attack. So get one attack. You're right? reading one effective attack as meaning With four one claw attack. Claws, that's right. But what's the, so what's the damage? Because both gain rear claw if the four paw click. Claw attacks he's in Attack, See, it says attacks. Then ass. And if you look up above. Yeah, so I see it says two. It says, what, and right, and then it says one to two. Why does it say one to two slash Well, one? If, if you're reading it that way, then it gets two attacks. The first attack gets one to two, and the second one gets one. That's and if you get both, then you get a rear claw. That's right. But I don't know what the answer is. Well, that's what we're going to do. What are we doing? We're, oh, you're going to do two attacks. Yes. And then if you hit with both of those, you get the rear attack. Why would one claw get more than the other? Maybe they're left-hand, right-handed, southpaw? That, something like that. I mean... Are we the only it, ones that are confused it's, by it's this? It's not confused. It's very clear. It's the Monster Manual 2. It's the most... It, are you saying you're confused by the Monster Manual 2? That's impossible. Is anyone else out there... At least it's common, the domestic cat. So oh, Coolbot has, has put another good statement saying, if this is their familiar... Well, He's not the familiar, or she is not the familiar yet. Instead of just summoning the fine familiar, this is fight familiar. You have to fight the familiar before he becomes your familiar. That's the idea. So okay. you, you don't get the, his comment was you get the hit points, which would make him more powerful. This is basically a really stupid, we should have done intelligence, the lower one. This is really a stupid magic. He's right. thinks the way you get a familiar. Because you have to beat him down. You go, hey, come here, kitty, kitty, right. kitty, kitty. You right. grab him. Right, exactly. You got to grab it. Right. As opposed to casting the maybe spell. What, no, maybe what we're doing is maybe we are gathering familiars to sell. Ooh. Like, like the, the, the familiar market. Ooh, I like that. Right? It's like a pet store. The illicit familiar trade. Right, what you got? That's right. I got a, only got toads. I don't have time to, to well. Toads are amazing. Right. Take a toad. Toads you know, are amazing. I know we normally don't like segueing and to do things like this, but you know, I think in this case we find familiar. If you're, I'm sure you know this because all first level magic user spells you're very familiar with. Um, there is a chance that you will not get a familiar. Right. That basically there is a percentage chance that there's no, uh, no 25% chance no familiar 
available within spell range. So this guy yes. is eliminating. So he's gonna his advertising is increase your chance of getting familiar by hundred percent, twenty five percent improvement of that. Right. Or he could just be a guy who no nothing came and he's angry. Right. He's <laughs> just gonna go. <laughs> I'm gonna why, get didn't, why didn't you come? Come here, cat. Come here, cat. Exactly. <laughs> right. Okay. So you make up your own backstory. Right. The bottom lot, line is a magic of, user a is here. a magic user is fighting a a a normal animal. Right. Okay. Exactly. All right. So all right. Whatever. I don't know what this. What do people say in the chat? How many attacks does this stupid cat get? Perfect. Uh, it doesn't say. No one cares about. Or uh, Ulmo, the ultimate great wizard to live ever lived. Okay. Fear, What's his name? Fear, Fear Lion, the cat. Okay. So we have Ulma. That darn cat. Furline, that darn cat. Garfield. Gray Manklin. Too late. It's Fearline, that, that darn cat. All right. I don't know. Well, let's, he may not get a hit. He may, well, let's worry about that. Let's roll surprise and initiative. Let's figure it out. We'll figure it out then. Sometimes okay. we worry about things that may never happen. The magic user may hit three times and kill the cat. Oh, uh, wait a second. No, but if you look, sorry, I'm just ignoring you. If you look at wild, it says three, right? So it says the wild, larger wildcat has two such attacks. Both gain, both gain rear claw rakes if for attacks. From a domestic cat, rear claw rakes inflict one to two damage. And for wildcat, oh. Uh, so what it's saying is you get two attacks, but you only get the second attack if you so this is saying the rear, the first attack is one. This is yeah. one. Yeah, they should have switched it around. Right. Yeah, it's not. It's not. Done. I think that's right. Yeah. I think that's right because a wild right. would be the two. Right, and then you get a chance to and do the one rear two. claw rakes. Yeah, and you get two rear claw legs because they're wild. Right, they're and frisky. For, right, because for a domestic, it's one to two. Right, just once for the rear attack. Oh, but wait a second. Look, the the wild cat gets one to two, one to two. Yeah, because because while the larger wild cat has two such attacks. Right. Oh, so they both are one. Right. No. <sighs> they both get one attack in the front. Correct. And if they hit, then they can do the rear attack. The difference is the domestic cat gets one one to two. This the other one gets two attacks at one to two. That's exactly. what okay. Got I it. agree with you. Okay. <whistles> well, that's over. Okay, let's go. Yes. All right, surprise. So wait, wait, what's happening here? So I'm like, walk, do I like... You're walking around, and we're going to see. Kitty, you may, kitty, kitty, kitty. Well, then there's no surprise if he sees Oh, you're right. So I see a cat. Okay, let's see. You're right. We don't know. I may come upon it. Right. The cat may come upon me. Right. He, the cat clearly knows. Oh, it's a magic user. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to attack it. Right, okay. Because I know you're inferior to me. No one's surprised. Now it's, hey, kitty, kitty. Now it's distance. We're outside. Oh, we're close. We're, th we're only 50 yards away. I see the cat. Yeah, the so cat am, sees am I? Am I? The cat sees Ulma? you. I'm Ulma. Ulma, I guess. Am I a man? Yeah. Hold on. Are you a man? Well, yes. Yes. Yeah, I was waiting for oh. this, but oh, so now let's roll for if Ulma's a man. Yeah. No. Ulma's okay, Ulma's a woman. Ulma, Ulma Thurman. Ulma Thurman. All right. All right. Kitty. All right. So I'm Ulma Thurman. So it's initiative now. What are you going to do? It's, you're 50 yards away. I am going. Can I like mend your like tail to your back? No. You can mend me after you gut me. I apparently you stabbed me with the darts. I'm gonna throw. Yes, I am going to throw. I can throw. Oh, that's true. This could have been the Smurf thing, like Gargamel and Azua. The member. Did you ever watch the Smurfs? Very little. The the cat was always abused by the wizard oh. who was torture who was trying to kill the Smurfs. Oh, that's terrible. Yeah. 
So can I throw through? No, what's break? terrible is there's one female Smurf for like 150. That's terrible. <laughs> and they were blue. Oh, why they were blue? You guys think you let him? You they write. Know. You write in the comments. Don't let me know. So uh, can, do I, what's my rate of fire? Three. Yes. I'm you throwing can, three you can darts. Shoot your wad in one round. I'm throwing three darts. All right, let's go. All right. Six. You, James has a six. I'm sorry. So I'm charging you. Furline has a six. Oma has a one. Right, I'm charging. You're charging? I'm charging. I'm charging. I'm coming. <laughs> I'm coming at wow. you. Guns blazing. Well, I got. I want to get plus two to hit. Oh my gosh. Uh, well, no, so I'm going to be. I'm going to be found not guilty because I'm. This is self defense. Right. So I need a. I need a nine. Hit you. And if I hit with this, I get my rear attack a chance. So two, I missed. Okay, so, Wait, so even if you're raking, I can't imagine like a domestic cat has got like a magic user on the ground and it's like <laughs> <laughs> ridiculous. Okay, so I'm. Oh, you're dead. I'm gonna win this one. Oh my, oh my. Three darts. You ready? You're AC six. You have, well, you are kind of. You're a cat. You're AC six. So what do I need? You need, would need to use your calculator to figure out what a first-level magic user needs Hold to on. hit. Uh, yeah, because I don't know how to use this thing. Uh, uh, so I am attacking AC your AC6. AC6. Now, uh, I'm going to say we're within 10 feet because I just attacked you, so somehow you're going to back up in short range. Yeah. So you need a 15. You have no dex bonus, right? I have a dex of 13. That is yep. correct. No bonus. You need a 15. So basically, you're like flying through the air and you miss me, and right. I'm like throwing, throwing darts. darts. <laughs> exactly. I need. Where's the land urchin when you need them? Right. The that'd be amazing. What did you say? I need a thirteen. Uh, you need a fifteen. Fifteen. Right. Wait till you start striking with your hands. Oh, this is gonna be like a Benny Hill episode. Sixteen. Oh, that's one hit. Yeah. One dart in. Eight. And a six. One right. dart is so hit. So roll d six and divide by two. Darts do one to three points of damage. Yeah. And how many hit points do you have? Two. That's it. Yes. The, you survived. One and oh. You've, Oma. So the cat leaps through the air. You do this amazing move, and then you yeah. shoot it with the dart. You mean it's like, a, what's that, Matrix? The Matrix, right. That's right. You were, you I know. lean. Ooh, and throw that dart. Throw that dart. And there's a dead cat. <laughs> well, is that zero hit points? And, and people are like, what the hell's wrong? I'm like, did you see that cat just attacked me? Well, zero hit points. Probably buy, uses mending to bind the cat. Will that work? Probably would work. You can bind the wounds, and then now he's got a cat to sell. Then kill it again. Why did you do that? So that's know. perfect. So that's fight familiar. So next time, what, what exciting creature is it going to fight? Could it fight a squirrel? Ordinary rat. Ordinary rat. What other thing will most likely kill a first-level magic? Ordinary crow. Ordinary crow. Deadly, by right. the way. Fortunately, all these are in the monster manual. Normal snake. Normal snake. <laughs> So, but we gotta keep we gotta keep count here. It's magic users one, right? Uh, ordinary animals zero, right? Magic users one. That's pretty impressive. Ordinary animals, and I I would bet on the ordinary animal. I would have bet on the ordinary. Well, that's an interesting one on the on the cat. Yeah, because the one to five hit points and right. the multiple attacks. Okay, that was a close one. That that was closer. That was that was good. Get exclusive content. A behind the screen look at the podcast. And a chance to play with Dan and James. Support Grog Talk by becoming a patron at www.patreon.com backslash grogtalk. 
And so we're gonna we have a special guest coming on. So let's uh, let's do. And we've that. had a lot of special guests. So yes. I mean, this is in keeping with greats, right? We've had Ernie Gygax, right. uh, Errol Otis. Right, exactly. Exactly. So we have uh, a new guest, and we're going to start this uh, right now. Let me, let me bring him on. Surprise guest. All right. We are on to a new segment, Concordant Opposition, where we bring in different perspectives from around the old gaming community. That's correct, James. And so I'm pleased to introduce our guest, a commentator with a huge following in Greyhawk, and founder of the Liberty Scroll Zine, Mr. Lex A. Sonji. Thank you for having me on your program, gentlemen. I want to salute you, fellow freedom lovers and patriots. So what would you like to discuss today on our show? I'm going to break down a subject so incredibly important that I don't feel worthy to bring it to your viewers' attention. I want to let them know that the latest tricks that our mayor and the city council have conjured to limit our freedom and bring us closer to bondage. This sounds very serious. What happened? Well, late in the evening, deep in the recesses of the castle, they have proclaimed that all city guard and militia must wear a helmet while on duty, effective this fortnight. Well, that sounds reasonable to me, Lex. I mean, it's for their safety. Listen, James, this is typical bureaucratic edict that treats our brave defenders as children. Instead of celebrating their, their heroics and keeping the gnomish hordes at bay, they get oppressive rules and decrees. Gnomish hordes? Uh. Well, I know there are many great patriots in this city watch who listen to me and have branded those in power from taking me out. And so now they're coming for them. The city watch risks their lives every day and they should fight and die as they see fit. The council claims that in keeping with the Ministry of Health's edict, the helmet slows the spread of fatal blows to the head. So you don't think that's correct? Ha! They claim that those without helmets have the same protection as nothing at all and cunning opponents will strike at the heads at thrice the normal rate. Well, I, I would certainly want a helmet if I had to go into battle. I would like to know more about gnomish hordes. Never heard gnomes hoarding before. Gentlemen, have these losers, I mean leaders, ever fought in a battle? Being able to see is key to survival. I've been told by leading authorities in the martial arts that situational awareness is the difference between life and death. Well, that's a good point, I guess, so. Here is what they are demanding our beloved watch wear. This is literally a weapon magnet. They can't see anything. Well, that seems excessive. I've also heard that you have evidence that they don't follow their own rules. Is that true? Well, yes, absolutely. I have confidential informants that in spite of great risk and great personal danger got this information to me that I'm holding. It says at the last council tournament, none of the contestants wore helmets. Their hypocrisy is in full display. They have no shame, no honor. Well, well third-party statements are inadmissible. Listen, people, do you think these oppressive rules protect us? This is meant to foster an ideology of safety and protection. But all it does is neuter our forces. Wow, that really sounds like a conspiracy. Very diabolic. Right. This is clearly from the lowest reaches of the abyss. How do I know? I know on good authority that there are little demons on the council. They're speaking in demonic tongues, breathing fire, eating babies. Wake up, people! Those are some outrageous claims. 
Our free city is being overrun by the forces of wickedness. You want to protect Greyheart? Arm everyone with wands of magic missiles. Give us the tools we need to, and stop bringing in foreigners to fight our wars. You can buy my magic freedom wands at any Saul's magic shop. And you don't need a permit. So what else can concerned people do? That's a great question, Jim. In these times of tumult, you need to be on full alert. And so my team has developed a freedom fighter potion pack that contains extra large vials of masculinity, heroism, speed, and sweet water to purge all the lies and toxins that we're exposed to. We accept freedom corns in gold and platinum denominations. Our liberty caravan is coming to your town very soon. Order now before they shut us down. It's too late. Well, you've changed my mind. I'm so glad you had you on. Thanks, Lex. Thanks, guys. Good luck and St. Cuthbert speed. You fell for that? You, he's on the internet. He's on the internet of Greyhawk. He's got to be right. That guy's a nutball. Why didn't you... I got Errol Otis. You got this guy? Oh, we're having him on again. I mean, he's changed my mind on a lot of things. But I'm, I'm sorry you didn't... Under, I mean, demons and Greyhawk seems pretty logical to me. So, well, oh, no, I was talking about not wanting to wear a helmet. Oh. I thought the helmet was... Oh, no, that part I agree with. Oh, okay. I'm not about the helmets. All right, so we're now going to do our book review, our new segment, where we review probably our favorite book right now. Right, I, I don't know if people can read what that says. Okay, well, fine. Get it up there. You, you got this last year at, uh, at GrogCon. <laughs> What was that name of that one convention some, we had? Something we had. Something. something. Right. So, um, you know, because we, we sort of covered this before, but I don't think we've covered it to the depth that we're hoping to do it today. Right. And really shed a light onto how valuable this book is. I love Unearthed Arcana. Yeah. I love Unearthed Arcana. And I, let me count the ways. Right. I love Unearthed Arcana. So first thing, I mean, this is in the new style. Of book, and um, you know, I, I like that it's it's uh, removable the pages, so you can take them out and then you can hole punch them, right? Put them in a binder, and then when a player wants to see a rule, you just take it out and hand it to them, right? Because uh, there's two sections to this, so it's nice to just immediately pull out one section and hand them the rest, right? Uh, let me see if some pages will come out. No, I guess not. I think I had to I had to re-glue them back in because I didn't uh, want them to be lost. You must have got yeah. I was gonna say you got a bad copy. Right. Yeah. The other ones just fall out easily, so it's it's a little <laughs> on the way out of the store. <laughs> That's right. It's <laughs> like you get home. You're like, wait, where's pages thirty four through forty? Right. What the? They're like next to the. So they're, they're they like, probably just have a pile of pages there at the end, so you can just make your own. Probably just grab it, grab it, grab it. See, so, so like pages thirty four, like next to the orange Julius, you know, at the mall. Okay, that, we like that about it. So that was novel. Right. Really, that was a change. And, you know, in the old days, you had to buy separate books. There was a DMG, there was a player's handbook. They decided, you know what, is what's really great is for players to have access to the DM stuff right, right. here. No more, take, take the veil between the DM and that. It was, I, didn't, I don't like boundaries. Right. It was, right, it, 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 it was, I didn't like separation. This was nice. This is the beginning of collaboration. The days of the adversarial DM are over when this came out. Exactly right. Exactly right. And what, and what I like right off the bat is that I am seeing here, for example, 
I'm seeing ratings. I see like what, 18 to 21? I'm on page six, character abilities. Right. So for those who remember, in the player's handbook, very terse, you know, how much, how much time does intelligence get? What, three lines? Mm-hmm. Okay, it's got half a page. And I don't even know. How's Wisdom is, is literally half, half a page. And, 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 and what drove me crazy is I didn't know what the difference between intelligence and wisdom were. It, the brevity of the discussion right. just bred confusion. Yeah, charisma is a quarter of a page. And charisma is one of the most important things you do in d and It was always the stat where I put my highest score. Right. When, when in doubt, I put the highest one in there. Because so, I was a jester. Right. And so now with comeliness... They decided, you know what? We, they created a new ability. No, no one even knows how to pronounce it, actually. That's, is it comeliness or is it comeliness? Comeliness. Okay. Uh, and nothing says, you know, taking, you, now it used to roll uh, six dice, three, uh, three, three or four dice six times. No, now you get to roll seven dice all the time. Because I think what was happening, it was very, I, I was very restrictive. All, you know, you could only roll four. Why? Why can I only roll four, James? Well, we're going to talk about that later. They, okay. they wanted to help humans out, so... Uh, comeliness is this new reflect, reflects physical attractiveness because I think people were getting confused when someone would have a high charisma they would automatically think that person was very attractive even though it was clear that they could have personality or whatever people obviously this was a big problem in D&D and okay. they finally fixed it where you can ha- you can have very charismatic people but people who are ugly as sin and vice versa and vice versa and it was bothering me because what was happening is as I was often doing my games is I of course would go to the bar Right. And I try to pick up the ladies. Right. And I had a low charisma. Right. And my DM says, kept having me, I'd roll, react, and I was failing. And I complained because I said, that doesn't mean I'm not good looking. Right. And, but, we, but now, finally, we can figure out if my when you're When you're looking. fighting against the common falcon, cleanliness is going to come in very handy. Indeed. Or the urchin. <laughs> got to look good for the urchin. got to look good for the urchin. And what I like about it is, what I'm seeing here is I'm seeing, stati- I'm seeing ability scores. Right. Of 22 to 25 range. Right. Because we've had that a lot. 26 to 30. 26 to 30. Right. Unearthly beauty. Yep. It's about time that we're seeing statistics or scores in this range. Right. Everything should be up to 30. Right. Um, and a new, new ability, Fascinate. So you can second level illusionist spell. So you have, if, if you're that beautiful, you can do that. So you get to roll. There's a bunch of. At, Changes, so this is amazing, really great. And it's just another thing your DM has to remember, which will add flavor to your game. So and very speak, good. Speaking very of flavor, yeah. what I really like is when I turn to the next page, right, I see all sorts of new racial stocks. Right. Um, this game is human-centric, they say. Clearly, they figured out that it's not. It's wrong. Right. It was wrong to be human-centric. Right. It's expanded, and all the sorts of elves now are available. Uh, different types of gnomes are available, um, and so this is very, this is very nice. It's very nice, right? Uh, and I also see here it's the beginning of really making the game inclusive, mm-hmm. because no more is it just goody two shoe humans. Now you can be an evil elf, drow, a can I be a good drow? Possibly. Why Thank not? Thank you. You could be a good draw. There's no stereotyping anymore. Okay. You could be whatever you want. I like it. And um, I, what's interesting about this, James, is I'm not seeing any parentheses 
I remember a lot of parentheses from the player's right. handbook. People did not like that. Can I be a known cleric? I'd say, my, I'd like to be a known cleric. Right. And what would you, what would you say back in no. the day? And I'd say, are you telling me there aren't known clerics? No, there are. They're NPCs. You cannot be one. Why well, can't play. I? So, so NPC guy can be. Right. NPC, you can, if you need healing, you can go to NPC guy. If you want to be a gnome clerk. What if I'm that guy? Can I go out and adventure with this party? that's NPC. It's non-player. Can I play in this game? No. Now you can't, because if you're going to play a gnome cleric, you have to get out of here. I have to go home. Well, up till this book. This is why this book's amazing. It fixed so many things. Now, in this book. Right. It's like, it's like those infomercials. Yeah. You too. You too could be a gnome cleric. Are you tired of your DM being a jerk? Right. Are you tired you, of being human? Tired of hearing no. Tired of being human? Tired of he- being a high elf? Tired of hearing no? Right. Well, now it's yes. Right. Yes to everything. And humans, as you know... They're so great that they've taken over the world, right? They're the most popular race. You know, it's like Lord of the Rings, the men, Age mm-hmm. of Men. Well, here, fortunately, why would you want, you'd think you'd want to play human. You know, the humans have exactly, here's, so you look on the oh. new expansion, page 11, there's, it's literally three sentences about humans. It says, humans are the dominant race in AD&D gaming, having no limits. But it's interesting that now you can play a deep gnome who can summon earth elementals. Oh. That's well, on page 11. I love that. So somehow these deep gnomes, uh, drow can cast fairy fire. They have uh, some other abilities and skills. But humans are the most popular. They, they, they've taken over. And, you know, uh, you know, do you remember the old chart that they would have the, with the um, racial, racial, how the races got right, along? Yeah, preferences. You now, it's nice to see. Just, I like a chart this size, which is telling me how all the races... Get along, right? right? I mean, nothing like having a multi-graph chart to kind of peruse and try to figure out half the page. Um, and are there any new um, and are there any new classes I can play? Ooh, yes, we'll get to that in just a oh, second. Okay, yeah. So uh, elves get expanded, you know, because elves very very magical, very mystical. So now you have wild elves. Which sounds super fun. Let's mm. read about El- the wild elves. Elves gone wild. Elves gone. That's right. I hear there that's the gestures. I hear that's exotic right. jokes. That's right. Elves gone wild. They're the ones the exotic jokes. That's not. That's not an album. Elves gone wild. That's right. Oh, elves gone wild. <laughs> elves, elves, elves. It's an exotic album. That's right. Reason. It's got a little. It's got one of those little stickers, right? Uh, the Tipper right. Gore stickers. The Tipper Gore, absolutely. Right. Which just made us want to buy it, of course. So yeah, wild elves. They mm-hmm. sh- they're. Or Grugach, shun outsiders even more. This is on page 10. We're still on page 10 of this like, amazing book. Can I like be a valley elf like? Uh, yes, you can actually. You can I'll be a valley elf. The world. All right, I'll stop the world. And They're shunned by other elves. And what, you know what's interesting? Tell me. Keep reading that one. I was going to bring this up, but you did it. Page 10. Yes. Go back to page 10. Oh, wait, my t- page 10 is missing. Oh, no, there it is. Okay, you found it. Good. Yes. Read the next to last, par- the next last sentence in the valley elves. I shall. The name of Valley Elves is derived from the Valley of the Mage, where the subrace is headquartered in the world of Greyhawk fantasy game setting. But Valley Elves are equally at home in any semi-park. Oh my gosh. So now we need to have, some, I forgot, we need to have some Valley Elves on our ship who talk like Valley Girls. They're headquartered. Yeah. You're they're... right. Okay, thank you. That was I'm actually a very Valley useful. Elf in a Valley World. You can play one. Yes. Right? Maybe your guy shouldn't have been human. He should be a valley elf. So that would be a great. That could be our movie. That's right. Gag elf. me with a spoon. It's our movie, Valley Elf. Remember Valley Girl? <laughs> That's right, Valley Elf. 
a grog Nicolas talk Cage. production. Valley Up. Are you playing Nicolas Cage? Of course. Who was the female lead in that? I don't either. I don't think it was. I don't know who that was. It wasn't was. Molly. Someone on there. It wasn't, wasn't Amanda Plummer. No, it could have been. I don't know. Right. So anyway, a lot of so you know, be a human or be someone who has twelve inch twelve inch range of infravision. If you're male, uh, if, if fifteen inch movement, female mm-hmm. drow, you can cast darkness. I mean, that's going to work out great when you've got your first level magic user with two or three mm-hmm. hit points who can cast mending, mm-hmm. and then you have a first level drow elf who can um, cast fairy fire, dancing lights, darkness, five foot radius. Can move at fifteen. Can speak silent tongues of the underground. That's pretty amazing. Now, can I be? Because I really li- didn't like the restrictions on classes and races. Well, it's hard to say because okay. this is the one. I don't want to call it a criticism. They kind of left it in suspense. When you go back to page eight and nine, it gives you the classes that the races can play, but it doesn't tell you which combination. Oh, then that was in a rat, I believe. Not, don't and call the, it a rata. Oh, I'm sorry. Supplement. A supplement. Supplement. It's a supplement. Addendum. Right. So fortunately, you know, when mm-hmm. when the person who owned this book before me, they when they decided they weren't going to share the pages anymore and they, they rebound this, yeah. they put the, uh, the oh. additions. See, it's, it's not an errata. Additions and corrections. So ah. I call it a supplement. Ah. And so here on chart three that you have to go to, to the Dragon magazine to find, um, and on newer versions, in your premium one, there's newer version to have it. There is another giant matrix to tell you what kind of ones you can play. Oh, I see. Wait, what? It just says intelligence 19 and dex 19 is required for this. How do I get a 19? Okay, who cares? Um, oh, I see. There's a big... So let me see. How, how did gnomes fare on this? Oh, they did great, because now you can have an illusion assassin. Wait, what are all these things? What's CF? Cleric fighter, cleric rangers. Oh, Cleric magic user, cleric illusionist. Deep gnomes and surface gnomes could be cleric illusionist, cleric thief. I could be a cleric illusionist. And the most important one, CA. Cleric, cleric assassin. Deep gnome can be a cleric assassin. That's why this game's amazing. I'm tempted. Ali Sheedy, the Admiral, thinks it. Oh. I'm tempted, James. There you go. Oh, my what God. What do you mean tempted? It's in this book. It's canon. It it's, is. It's the best book ever. Oh, so this is I mean, now sweet. Instead of all these humans, I mean, I'm sure most people are going to play humans. They're not going to want to play demi-humans. They're just, everyone's going to, they're going to keep it to the tradition that we have that's a human-centric game. I should be a barbarian and you should be a magic user. How would that go? Well, we'll talk about that right now. That's good. Let's move on to the next thing, which is the different classes. So, you know, we had fighter and we had, then they started ranger and paladin and that mm-hmm. kind of thing. They said, we need another class, which is an amazing fighter called the cavalier. Now, my understanding is, and I don't understand why, some people dislike the Cavalier, but I, from the life of me, I don't know why they would dislike the Cavalier. No, it's great because you don't even actually start at first level. You, if, depending, on your, depending on the random roll that you do, yes. you may have to start at negative two level or level zero. Really? So, yes, if you're poor, you, you, don't have, you don't have enough money. So uh, that is the part. They're really trying to reflect the cultural inequities that was going on at this time. So... Mm-hmm. Nothing says excitement like trying to, you're not even, you're not even a, a, a zero, you're less than zero. And you have to go up a couple of levels in order to uh, get to, to first level. How many, oh, 1d4 plus 1. Right, that's how many hit points you have. So you barely have more hit points, even though you're a fighter, as a first level magic user. Does an apprentice start at negative hit points, you think? 
Uh, just, just in general, like an apprentice? You're catatonic. Or no, <laughs> I mean hit points. I misspoke. I'm an experienced point. Right, because you know what's something that was really compelling to me? What did my pe players do before, what did the, my character do before first level? This is the for, first class where you can start adventuring before they actually start first level. I like that. Oh, there you go. I, I knew you would like it. That sounds very, it's an origin story. Right. Can right. I start as a baby? Are you <laughs> You know, I'm surprised. I think if Gary was still with the company, they would have had that. You, you said that if I'm, well, you said if I'm reincarnated or something like that, you said I had to start as a baby. Right, you have to start over. That's me. I agree with that. I'm two years old now. I'm waiting. I'll be able to play my character in eight to 16 years. I, that's right. Okay. That's perfect. Wow. So you get a bunch of hits, proficiencies, but you really, your own, and what's also great about this uh, Cavalier mm -hmm. is you go to page 16. And nothing says stealth and, and working as a group that, uh, read the, uh, uh, the second paragraph, yeah, as a result like of the it. code, they have a code, they're, you know, they're modeled after the chivalrous knight. Mm -hmm. As a result, the code and desire for battle, cav cavaliers cannot be con controlled in battle situations. They will charge any enemy in sight with the following order of preference. Oh, okay, number one is... Um, powerful monsters. Land oh, powerful That's right. monsters. Well, that would be Falcon, land Falcons. Falcons. <laughs> Uh, powerful, wow, great, demons. So they see a de so a cavalier sees a demon? I mean, great. Right. So a cavalier sees a demon, and he's like, he just attacks. Right, automatically attacks. What do you do? I'm attacking. We're not going right. to talk about oh, it. code of honor. Leroy Jenkins, time's up, and off he goes. How's the cavalier's code of honor different from a paladin's code of honor? Well, funny you mention that. See, look, next paragraph. This is what I love. Well, I need to see if the is order. Then, oh, opponent cavalier's a great renown. Right. Oh, Right, like a death a, knight or something like that. Well, death knight's a fallen cavalier paladin, but you'll see. Wait, what are the uh, what are the uh, what's the alignment restrictions on a cavalier? Uh, I think you have to be lawful, but I'll look that. Oh, up. can you be a lawful evil cavalier? Of course, of course you can. Oh, that's actually kind of cool. Yeah. Oh. Well, so I wouldn't. Oh, serving enemy leaders. Oh, I like that. Okay. An opponent cavalry. Cal All right. Do I have to bring my horse into the dungeon? A cavalier must initially be of good alignment. Oh. That's initially. Initially. That's right. Then Whoa. they can be fallen. Exactly. So, so you can have a fallen cavalier. Yeah. I like it. Okay. Can I be a cavalier jester? Multi-class. I don't, I don't, that'll be up to you to decide. That would be great. Come back here. I told you a second. Charge! Like you beat them down. Beat them back. He drove ridiculous. I got like, like ridiculous plume or whatever. Right. <laughs> I'm a dandy. Exactly. I love it. Come to the fun house. <laughs> <laughs> I will chase you into the fun house. <laughs> Meet my cleric. Right. After my... Okay. All right. The so, yeah, so nothing says group cohesion when, uh, while all cavaliers start good alignments, it says right after that, yes. they are cavaliers of neutral evil alignment. Alignment change can change, uh, can occur up to fourth level, which is a new enhancement. So you can get up to fourth level without penalty. If the change is well reasoned. Oh, so yeah. in other words, like, the good king like slaughtered my family, right. and I'm like, oh, that's it, dude. That's it. Now I'm evil. I'm like, be like Darth. I'm like right. turning. Okay, right. got it. And they, evil cavaliers may use poison, and and they can ignore the obligation of hospitality. Wait, I can use poison as a good palate? Evil. Cavalier. Oh, it's an evil. Yes, of course. That's great. All right, all right, all right. Are there any cavalier multi-class? Probably not. No. Well, uh, well we that would be awesome. I want that. Well, the, so let's see. Oh, you I, know, you don't have to go to your thing. Oh yeah, that's right. I don't want to flip the pages too hard because you can really hear some crinkling. They're coming off again already. So. Yes. I, 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 don't, I don't... Some kind of creature outside. Well, it just has fighter. It's I don't falcon. know. 
Uh, oh. It has Ranger, but it doesn't say Cavalier. So I don't Okay. All right. That's a bummer. All right. It's a bummer. Now, good news is Paladins, which, you know, they were very underpowered in the first version. They really didn't do a whole lot. Right. So now with Unearthed Arcana, they fixed that. Okay. Now Paladins are a subclass of Cavalier. So you get all the features of oh. a Cavalier oh. and you add the stuff you have in there. Wait, does that mean I can become an evil Paladin? No, you can't be an evil Paladin. Ooh. You have to stay lawful good. Okay. But now you get weapon proficiency. And another great thing about Cavaliers is they fight okay, but they fight really well on the horse. They have to have a lance as one of their proficiencies. So invariably, DM tip, you better have wide enough uh, corridors because they're going to want to bring their war horse everywhere they go. Oh, that makes sense. Oh, so I can. Oh, so if I, but the good news is if I'm a fallen pound and I just become a Cavalier. I'm not right. like a fighter. Right. Like in the old days. Right. That, was so, big... that was unfair. Right. Well. I'm a, I, was, I was playing a paladin, James, and I helped murder a family. Right. Um, just because. And my DM, who's a total jerk, right. was like, you're not a paladin anymore. I'm like, what? And it was higher than third level, which means you should a lot, you, he's going to let you lose level. But now you're a subclass of paladin, so of, be... of cavalry. You have up until fourth level of slaughter. Yeah. And then I just had, and then I became, yeah. Oh, oh, that's right. And then I just become a, uh, okay. A cavalier, right? Wait, yep. Wait, why do you say up to fourth level? Because what happened? Because before, above it says, while all cavaliers oh. of initial good linemen, the cavaliers of neutral evil linemen as well. Linemen change can occur up to fourth level without penalty. So every other character can only go up to second level before they have a penalty. Cavaliers, they have this code. They're supposed to live by it. But if they decide, it's kind of like the Amish when they send mm -hmm. their kids away to kind of see if they testing, want to be Amish. Testing it out. Right, testing it out. How I feel. So, and so if I'm a paladin and I'm not feeling it, oh, that right. religious business... I just slaughter so, some people. people. I'm a cavalier. Evil cavalier. Make sure to do it before fourth level. Right. Does that tell you that at the beginning? Now remember. Right. If you're not happy being a paladin. If you, well. If be you, sure before, before fourth level. Yeah. Is it before, at fourth level. And yeah, bef, at four, yeah, before fourth level. Okay. So before fourth level. Uh -huh. So you tell your, when you're in paladin school, paladin mm -hmm. academy, mm -hmm. they would tell you, listen, before you become the palladium. a protector, mm -hmm. after, before you become a defender, you got to change if you want to become a malevolent. Screw. So while I'm still a protector, I should slaughter the family. Right. Got it. Right. I'm a protector. So that's what, you know, when you send your son or daughter off to the cab, uh, paladin school. The palladium. Right. The palladium. <laughs> Perfect. And if they come back and they're only, they're not a defender, I should send them away. Yeah. Because okay. they're going to slaughter you. All right. So that was fun. Um, you know what's also fun? Druids. They were really underpowered in the previous game. Yeah. So now they can get to 23rd level. Well, wait. What happened to the Great Druid? What level was the Great Druid? Well, he was, he was garbage. He was level 14. Now there's a Grand Druid, a Hierophant Druid. There's a Hierophant of the Cabal, Mystic Hierophant. So, so in 1985, the Great Druid is sitting there. Right. And all of a sudden Thinks learns. he's big bad. Yeah, didn't you hear? No, right. what? You gotta keep start adventuring again. Oh, you know what was happening? I know what was happening. The great druid was resting on his or her laurel. Right. Like dead wood. No right. pun no druid joke. Yeah. And, and and this was to get the great druid off of his ass. Don't you think? And adventure again. Because now you gotta adventure. And to get more experience points. Because who does wait, I'm confused. What is why does it say what is a Hero font druid. And why does it start at experience points one? Well, you have to, I guess you don't have to read. Do I have to? No. There's a hero font druid? That's what they're saying. There's the, so what happens is the grand druid, if I remember correctly, it's okay. Under page 16. Mm -hmm. 
The great druid is for each heir of the land. Ranking even higher is the grand druid. So okay. Is that the way it was back in the day? I don't think so. Oh. I think there was just a great druid. So I thought. But there's only four, level 14. We need to know this because the theme for Grogcon is goats and druids. The goats and druids, right. So thank goodness it's got, yeah, the, the great druid, you stopped at 15, 1, 500. Okay, Obviously, you page 21 of the player's handbook. So the, 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 the big cheese is the, yeah, the great druid. Level right. 14. Once he, I've hit that, I'm done. He thought he was. Does someone have to kill me? Is it like the assassin? Does someone kill the great druid? How do you get rid of How do you become the great druid? Well, it's, it talks about it here. So, the, uh, you know, again, like, apparently you didn't read, the, you haven't been reading your UA as much as I thought you were going to. Uh, maybe you're kind of, why are you wearing that button if you're not really studied this? I want to learn. Just learn this I'm on your neo, own time. I'm a neophyte. What, what do you mean? We love this book. Why haven't you spent much time? A study of the information pertaining to Druids will reveal that there must be something above the Great Druid. It was an existential crisis that they were having. Wow. The Great Druid is sitting in his or her grove and going, there must be something more. So for each area or land to have its own Druid. So what they're saying is the Great Druid is the highest in the land that is, whether it's the woods or whatever. Ranking even higher is the Grand Druid. This Druid has 3 million experience points. So that takes 1.5 million experience points and is attended by nine druids of special sort having nothing to do with the hierarchy of any specific area. Thus, any character may in fact journey to seek the grand druid and serve him. The grand druid has six spells, blah, 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 blah. So it keeps going. The grand druid is the ultimate overseer of dru dru druidical of activity. Undoubtedly, such position is demanding, thankless, and therefore unexciting for all but politicians. After a few hundred thousand experience points worth of such activity, any adventure worth his appellant should be ready for some else. So think about that. You have spent, you're at 3.5 million experience points and you still want an adventure, even though you're a druid. Right. So those willing to relinquish their lofty station may do so after attaining an additional 500,000 experience points. Thus, at any time after amassing 3.5 million, the grand druid can seek a successor if he's found. The individual may abdicate his position and enter a practice of hearing of fat disciplines. Upon stepping down as the chief theocrat, the former grand, grand Druid must relinquish the six-level spells bonuses and, and give up all his experience, starting at one hit point, and the Druid is now known as the Heriophant Druid and may rise to the 23rd level through self-training. So no more fighting to the death, no more this or that, because again, Druids, you had to fight to get those positions. We don't have that anymore. So, this, so it is true. So players, so players like me, like Kazami and I became, as you know, right. I became a Grand Druid and I was bored. Right. You, what you played that was that was one of your high level characters. You played a lot of high level characters, right? And my DM said, "You're done. Yeah, you can't go any higher." Yeah, but you could still adventure, but you didn't like that. Well, because I want more levels. Right, exactly. What level am I? That's the whole point of D and D is to just get levels. Right. So I had to. So now I can abdicate. Right. And I just go around and I become. So what does hero font mean? I wonder. It must mean something. Some like, kind of mystical. What is, yeah, we'll ask the people in the chat. What does it mean? It's some religious thing, some like master of so, religious So well, I want to be 24th level, can I? No. So we're going to need another book? Yeah. Well, I think that was the plan. Gary was going to do another book, and then, of course, he got out. So, so it just ends at the Hierophant of the Cabal. Yeah. Got it. Well, the Cabal, it's a Cabal. I mean, that's what else you need. Can I be lawful evil druid now? No. That's a bummer. That, that didn't change? That, that is still a bummer. That's a weakness. Yeah. All right. So that's that. Uh, that weapon specialization. Players love this. You know, it's, it's, it's finally they did something for the fighters. You know, they get, let them, now they can do like 25, 30 points of damage in one mm -hmm. round. Mm -hmm. So your orcs are getting slaughtered all over the place. It's, nice. 
you know, your orger is pretty much nothing now, so it's really good to cut through them. And, uh, you know, point blank range, the, uh, that's really fun. You, if there's within six to 30 feet, you can do, the person who's bow specialized can do six to 16 points of damage. So you could do 30 point, 32 points of damage in the, as a first level fighter. Nice. Right. So we should do barbarians versus like domestic cat. So we should, so it shouldn't be. <laughs> barbarians cannot specialize, unfortunately. Oh. That sucks. Even though they're a fighter, they can't specialize. But I can kill squirrels. Yes, you could kill You could totally kill someone. Can I adventure with a cleric? Uh, maybe at first level. Oh. Oh, second level. Sorry. So barbarian. So I can't. Wait. So I want to be. So let's roll up a party. Right. I'm a barbarian. Well, let's talk about this. There's a new class called barbarian in Honor of the Cana. Another yeah. great class. Right. You know, it's, you can't just have a fighter who comes from the wild. We have to make a special class for them. Right. And give them 12 hit dice, 12, uh, use a 12-sided dice for hit points, wow. and plus two for every point of constitution above 14. Because some, some DMs would get, well, can I have max hit points at first level, please? Seven. Oh, you, if you did max hit So if you had an 18 con, con you would have 15 hit points to start, which is almost as good as a ranger, but it's pretty wow. good. Wow, yeah, that's nice. That's nice. And so what's great about them, they're... they're they're nature-driven, they work really well in their home terrain, um, but they have this great ability, which really works with a party. Um, I don't know if you've heard about it, but it, it comes uh, here under, let me find the section here. They've got a lot of great abilities. You know, the first level fighter can fight, not this guy. He can climb trees, hide natural surroundings, surprise better, back protection, leaping and springling, detect illusion, detect magic. I don't know why, but he can. And um, leadership, so that's that's super fun. What what's what also is super cool about what happens is he the barbarian. If since he opposes and hates magic, he if he destroys magic, he gets experience points from that. Isn't that fun? That's awesome. So I should just be like destroying your stuff, right? You, you should like you know in the past you had the thief trying to sneak around to steal mm -hmm, stuff. Mm -hmm. Now, uh, he, he, he's, going, he's going to reach for the treasure trove and break the stuff. It says here on page 19, they will at low levels of experience refuse to employ any sort of magic item if they recognize as such. They will often seek to destroy magic items, and if successful, they receive the experience points award as if they possessed the destroyed items. So your poor magic users, AC10, they find bracers, and the yeah. guy smashes it. He gets the experience. Must, magic users are super happy. Must destroy magic. Right. That's awesome. All right. Right. And nothing like creating party. I love party. There wasn't a right. party conflict back in the day. Well, now you have paladins who want a certain thing. You've got barbarians. It's super fun. Good stuff. Ranger, they felt, you know, they kind of nerfed the tracking, which I guess is okay cuz you know, they people were trying to track everything. Now that now tr when you say I want to track, it takes you about 10 minutes to figure out if they're successful or not. But that's real more realistic. You got different pages. And they added more of the giant classes, so that's really cool. Then they decided we needed a thief that could just kind of dance around, called mm -hmm. the thief acrobat. So um, they are a thief, and then after they get to fifth level, they can become an acrobat. They can do really exciting things like pole vaulting Ooh. and high jumping. So they're like an Olympic gymnast. Oh, I like this. And like, I like the level titles. Right. Wait, why do the level titles just start at... Experience level because six. Because they, they were a normal fee from one to oh, five. Oh, I can't become an acrobat until I get to level six? That's right. Ooh, I like that. I could be a camp burglar. 
Oh, I think a cat. I think a jester thief acrobat would be cool, don't you think? That would be good. <laughs> that would be good. Um, so you've got all this jumping and tumbling and maneuvers. So you know, again, instead of instead of your thieves having to describe how they want to jump, his now you have mechanics to do this, and you say, "I'm sorry, you can't tumble. Use a pole, uh, a a balancing pole or pole vault because you're not a thief acrobat." That's, well, that's super fun. I like I like more charts too. Yeah, and more you know. Uh, all right, I like the thief acrobat. I, now you have starting money because again with cavalier, if you, you, there's later you're going to find a, cla- uh, a thing to roll their uh, social status because that's also nice to start segregating your people. Mm-hmm. I like that. And so now we have more spells. You know that's the only thing I didn't like about yeah unearth arcana the cantrips. I hated cantrips. Right. And B, I hate, why? Why do we have B? How stupid is that? That's dumb. I mean, these stupid players like, oh, I'll try to, you know, the guard's standing Chill. there, so I'll right. do a B to try to distract him. I'm like, okay, dude, that's boring. Pages of wasted time here. Page, look how many pages on page 45. It. 45. I don't like through, Yeah, I don't like that. That's the one thing I didn't like through about this. 49 are wasted, oh, excuse me, through 50 are wasted on uh, cantrips. Dozens of cantrips. Why? Groan. Rattle. Who needs that? I don't like Smoke that. puff. Really? Smoke puff. Yeah. Thump. Bug. Firefinger. Gnats. I mean, who would use these? Maybe the jester. But that's... that's <laughs> yawn. Yeah, the, that's right. The jester should have had cantrips. So you've got a barbarian who's going to destroy magic items. You've got a thief acrobat who's going to dance around. Then you have your magic user. Instead of memorizing sleep mm-hmm. or magic missile or charm person... They're going to memorize four cantrips, like Twitch right? Scratch. Right. Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah. Give me a break. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, I think, I think overall, I think, other than the fact that there was, oh, I got to tell you, the other thing I don't like about it, too, is these deities at the back. Right. Why, uh, why did they put this in here? Well, this, the interesting part is they had a DM section, which is super cool. That now the players, you know, because I'm sure they are not, they're just going to stop reading at page 72. They're not going to read anything in 73. They're not going to read it at all. And why do you need, like, Erdlin, the crawler below? Waste of time. What's wrong with... Who, why do you need a, an evil gnome deity? That, right. So that was a waste of time. I didn't like that. And Bag True. So I didn't like any of that. Yeah. Uh, but other than that, other than the extra spells... And the uh, ridiculous uh, demi-human deities. Uh, and I, I thought this. I thought I thought this was this was saved first edition. It did. And the one part I know you didn't go over because you wanted me because this is my personal favorite. Appendix T, the nomenclature of pole arms. Haven't you been flummoxed, yeah. vexed? Yes. About. Yeah. What is a glaive guisson or uh, something? Yes, yes. What's the difference between a spear and a lance? Yes, absolutely. Different families. There's literally pages to deter what actually is a spedum. Well, because a I, Well, because I think a pike is a useful weapon in a dungeon, and and so I I wanted more information on it. Yes, and I sure hope that there are different damages for all of these things, but that I. I I couldn't answer. Oh, it goes on and on. Oh, yeah. Pages and pages. Bardiche, halberts, poleaxes, the difference between them. Oh, you know what we should do? Disarm. We should photocopy the pictures, take out the names, and at Gronkow, we should Ooh, give like flashcards. A quiz. Yeah, right. we'll have a thing. What is this? 
Right. Name that. Name that. Name that pole arm. Is that a is that a falchard fork or a glaive geese arm? We should do it. Name that. It could name, even it could even be it could be a segment on the show. Name that pole arm. Oh, it's like uh like name that Pokemon. Name that pole arm. Name that pole arm. That's right. And we'll give we'll have little prizes, right? Like little like you get like a grog or something. I mean, how do we play D and D before we had this this thing? Well, we really weren't. Yeah, we weren't. it really wasn't D and D when we were playing. Yeah, it, it really was pretty. It was it was pretty crude. Then they have, they, you know, just in case you have combination weapons. So there's just pages and pages. And another thing that I know you would, I'm a little disappointed in, another criticism, yeah. is the un, un, uh, unarmed combat. You see that section too? Have you read that recently? I know, I, you know, basically they have like a simple version of it instead of the pages uh, and pages. Well, that's, that's another thing I didn't like about an unarmed Arcana. Right. Because before you have to spend, you either have to call David Thompson or mm-hmm. read one of the, our flipping attorneys to figure out how mm-hmm. to do un, uh, unarmed combat. They give you two versions. The stupid way, which is you basically roll a d20 and it, and it does basic things. Or you, it's over in like just a couple seconds. Right. The game keeps moving. Right. Now, th- this one they have, whether, you, whether you're using a male glove, you know, mm-hmm. a male glove, or you're holding something versus the opponent. There's percentages you have to roll, and then they're stunned for only a couple of segments. Very detailed, very crunchy, but not as, it's, it, I don't think it was an improvement to the other system where you had multiple roles and, and flow chart things. Right. Yeah. But it certainly sounds better than that, that system one, the simple one, whatever. It is. Right. Yeah. System one is, is ridiculous. I mean, it's, it really dumbs down the game. Um, a lot of great magic items in here that I'm surprised, you know. Uh, so it's, you know, because again, the players are not going to see this. And I'm sure they never asked you for a field plate or full plate plus four, which is, uh, so uh, there's new plate mail. Mm-hmm. So there's a, f- Field plate was mentioned in the DMG, but there was no stats on it. Here, what's really cool is now players have to track how many hit points their armor has. And oh. when it gets, it has better, it's slightly better than plate mail. And then when it gets damaged to a certain amount, it's, it works worse. And then they have to pay 100 gold pieces a hit point to fix it. Well, this makes absolute sense. It always bothered me that we weren't keeping track of, no one's, again, you know, in the real world here, right? Something you know, your can opener breaks. You need a new can opener. Mm-hmm. You know, in 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 D and D, no one was ever buying new armor, and no one was keeping track of the wear and tear. Right? Because you know, you know, the minute you drive that armor off the lot, it's depreciates at fifty percent. Right? Right. So no one, you, you take it to the beach. Think about some of these beach adventures. To get in your armor there. It's the terrible. salt and right, it's, it's terrible, right? No one's exactly. ever keeping track of that. So, yeah. Right. So that's so that's really cool. Um, also, we you uh, they fixed, which I'm I, I guess is good. You don't have to worry about having a magic user getting one hit point. The starting hit points for player characters, no matter what other abilities. Yes. Player character survival through first level will be difficult. Characters started with low initial rolls. I know, and I hate that. That was so. I hated the fact that it was so hard for characters to survive right. first level. No more, you know, it was really frustrating as a magic user with one hit point to not run into combat with the dagger. How can I melee? Right. I throw my darts. I don't have any other spill. I, I can, I'm going to attack with my hands. I'm spending the whole adventure in a corner. Right. Dude, and no one, hiding. No, no, no one puts baby in a corner. Right. So accordingly, a minimum has been established for starting hit points of characters. Thank God. Right. I mean. How many? What's the minimum? I, well, the minimum for magic users is three now. Thank God. Right. Oh, and, you know, bar- rangers get nine, barbarian seven, so you start that. And then another great thing they fixed, I know it's shocking to you, but with so many choices in, in races, people may not want to play human. No? I, 
I don't understand it. There should be a party with there right. should be a party with no humans. So now that, and and you know there's so many there was some good methods. I know we typically use the 46 method. They came up with method 5 rolling character. Oh, well we need a fifth method. Right. Uh, clearly. So What page are you on? This is on page 74. Let me see if I got that one. Yeah. Let me see. I didn't look through your book before to make sure if you had them. Oh, you do. I do. I do. Wow, 74. That's, you know, every time you read this book, it's a surprise to see what pages are in it. It is. It's still left. It's <laughs> getting thinner. It started about the two inches thick. It's <laughs> down to this. That's right. So, hey, you know what? No more having... One of the things I think that really upset people with first edition is you'd roll the dice and you'd figure out the character and class you wanted to play. Mm -hmm. You don't have to do that anymore. If you want to play a, a paladin, you can be a paladin. Wait. This is amazing. Right. Because I remember I told my DM, I'm like, I want to be a paladin, and he laughed. Yeah, right. He's like, well, see if you can be a paladin. I'm like, what do you mean, see if I can be a paladin? Not anymore. And I had to make the rolls. No, yeah, not anymore. And I didn't make the roll. And right. Yeah, that was, oh, wow. So now if, you're, if you want to be a paladin, you roll seven dice for strength, and if you still don't have the minimum, you get the minimum for that. So everybody gets to be a paladin. Everyone could be a paladin. You're a paladin. You're right. a paladin. You're, You're a paladin. You can have like eight paladins. paladins. Right. You can have eight. Everyone could be a paladin. So everyone's a paladin. So your party is paladin, ranger, barbarian, right. monk. Yep. There you go. Whatever you want to be. Absolutely. Gnome. Yeah. No humans. Nope. Yeah. Well, can paladins, can, uh, paladins can probably only be humans, sadly. Yeah. Still, well, right? no. What? I, I'm really James, can't be I'm, true. I'm really disappointed that you haven't what? been paying attention here. Oh my gosh! Tell yeah. me. Yeah, like, I mean, there's because cavaliers uh, can be. You, you can be a cavalier now. An, an elf one. What so, page are you on? I'm I'm I'm, get, I'm trying to find. You're trying it. to find it is not in the back there. Yeah, it's so going back to well, cause it says here under cavalier, it says. Oh, here's page seven, right? Yeah, half elves. Half elves, yes. That's great. Page seven. Yep, there you go. Dark Elf. Cavalier. Yeah. Dark Elf. Cavalier. Right. Yes. Whoa. What can Dark Elves be? A Dark Elf Cleric. Dark Elf Fighter. Dark Elf Ranger. Right. Dark Elf Magic User. Thief, thief Acrobat. Yeah. Oh, this is awesome. So many choices. Enough with the restrictions. Yeah, let's see. Our gnomes. Yeah, so we already did the gnomes, right? This is awesome. It's like... It's like I'm in a candy shop, James. Right. I'm sorry. I mean, I, you, you only could imagine that if the next book came out, if there ever was a second or third or fourth edition, yes. that halflings could be paladins. That'll, that'll have to happen. That would be awesome. It's going yes, to be amazing when those new editions come out. I love it. Okay. Oh, and there's your I mean, you can see the seeds of a really great game. Coming. I must have Finally, they fixed it. I must have this book, James. I must have this book. Right. Well, you have it. Well, you have part of it. I mean, the rest of it's probably well, on, meaning, probably fell in your backpack. Yes, yes. Meaning I must use it. All right, I love it. Yeah. I love it. So I think that's a quick overview of why this is our favorite book ever. I think assassins can switch from evil, can't they? I can't. That's another. I'm okay. sure at some point they can. Right. Is that really is that really evil? Killing people for money. Depends who you kill. Right. That's what exactly. Depends exactly. So if you have not picked, we highly recommend the Unearthed Arcana. We think it's something, if you, I know a lot of you are really stuck in your old ways with just the core books. The, we used to call them the Holy Trinity. Now it's the Holy Quadrinity, Quadrophenia, Quadra something. Pick this book up. All the new discoveries, James, plus a wealth of just uncovered secrets, one pair of covers. Right, right. Who, that's right. And I, I think, and then just make sure 
You get some extra glue if you want to if you want to keep you your want. book intact. If, well, I don't know why you would. Right, and then print out the uh, supplements. So you have some of the things that you would think. I think they're pretty clear, but like if your player wanted to be a half elf paladin druid, you can tell them I, you can't do that because it's not in. Well, thank you, James. Yeah, so that was wonderful. This is like that guy we interviewed. It's like he's like changing my mind on stuff. Oh, Lex? Yeah, Lex is this great. This is like Lex. Lex is great. Oh, and I forgot to mention, do we have time? I had asked, he'd be very disappointed. Bob, remember? Right. Sent, I asked him for some April jokes. April-themed jokes. Oh, yes. Do we have That's time right. for these? Well, of course. Now, Bob did say this is not his best work. Oh, that's too, that's too bad. <laughs> so, yeah. Here you go. Okay, ready? The worst monster to try and fight on April Fool's Day. I don't know. Frankenstein. <laughs> that's great. It's hard to believe it's not his best though. Mm -hmm. Okay. My traveling companion was so dumb. How dumb was he? Oh, I'm sorry. I was going to try to say Oh, I'm it. sorry. My traveling companion was so dumb. How dumb was he? I told him... He couldn't do any pranks on me because it was the 32nd of March. So he didn't. Okay. He said that was best that thought. Best he, thought. That best thought. He, he should have his own like Twitter feed or something that people can just log in. He does text me, and some of his stuff is really funny. Okay. If a cleric casts spiritual hammer on April 1st, does that become an April tool? Okay. He started strong, <laughs> kind of going, going downhill. Well, it gets harder, you know, yeah. you do your, your best stuff first. On April Fool's Day, the thief kept her ring of invisibility on all day, but the jester saw right through her. Tough room. What is the under, underground orc lair? Uh, yeah, well, the sadistic, uh, sadistic, this is the sadistic fun house. This is the fun house. This is the fun house. They're about to kill people poor Bob. Are, people are killing themselves. Bob's about to go in the Iron Maiden. Got lost in the dungeon on March 31st, and the rest of the party is taking April Fool's Day really seriously. Three days later, they are still hiding from me. I'm going to read that one again. Yeah. Got lost in the dungeon on March 31st, and the rest of the party is taking April Fool's Day really seriously. Three days later, they are still hiding from me. Do you get that? <laughs> the crowd's coming after what does that mean? I don't know. <laughs> I, think the, I think he's trying to say that he went in and that April Fool's, he thinks they're looking for him, but they actually... Okay. Last one. A little, a little too cerebral. I know you disappointed. No, this is the I last know. one. Uh, uh, ooh, or, uh. The paladin was able to hold an entire orc army at bay on April 1st. They could no longer march, so they had to stay where they were. Okay. Get it? And, all right. It, it, it was the Ides of March. The Orcs of March. Yeah. It should have been the Orcs of March. They were the Orcs of March. That would be a better joke. Yeah, it would be. Right? Say, say the joke again. Joke. Say the first one. The, pal the Paladin was able to hold an entire orc army at bay on April 1st. They could know because they Because they are the orcs of March. As opposed to the Ides of March. Got it. That would have been a better joke. Or, or it's as close. As, as, as clo it's close. <laughs>
Okay, the D10 has gone missing. Where is it? Seriously? Oh, it was high. Three. That's fair. Anything? I think it's... So, you know, this is our 100th episode, and uh, our April thing, and we've been doing this, what, three-something years. How much more do we have to say at this point? Am I? I don't think so. I think, I think this is pretty much the last episode. This is it. We're done. Um, you know, uh, I've been, I've been telling Dan for a while, this has just been a lot for me to do. And Dan's been insistent on, got to keep doing this. I really love doing this. You know, I'm a kind of a flitty guy. I kind of go from thing to thing. You know, I make parody videos and this and that. I want to branch out into acting. Clearly that's something, that's a passion of mine. You're a Renaissance man. Right. A rolling stone. Right. And, um, I know this is really your whole life that you kind of focus on, but I think we just need to call it quits here. So with that, right. we're going to give a quick montage. I had no, I had no idea. Well, I know. I, I was going to break it to you Did before you text, the thing. Did you text, send a text? No, because I, I wanted to get your true reaction to see how you would. Wow. I, I, don't, know what to, I don't know how to respond. Well, that's fine. Well, we're going to go to a montage of, of, again, thank you for all those folks who have been involved through the 100 episodes. And, um, you know, we'll still probably do GrogCon or we may cancel it in September. Or, well, we'll let you know. We'll figure it out. You just show up. We're either there or not. Right. That would be good. Um, but if you could keep sending your money as patrons, uh, we would like that. In fact, if you could send more money mm -hmm. and we won't do anything. That would yeah, because nice. I hear you have a big tax. Right. I do. Right. I, it's April. It's coming up. So I would like to get some more money. So uh, on behalf of uh, Grog Talk, I'm James. And I was Dan. I was, you know, signing off for what is the potentially is definitely the last Grog Talk. Take care. All right, welcome to Grogcast. Welcome. I'm Dan Cormancy. That's right. I'm just James. I don't have a fun last name like you. So can I? I'd like to roll. Can I roll? I, you know, because how long has this podcast been going on? And I haven't rolled any dice. That's I'm right. really anxious. Yeah, that was one of the things we talked about, is we didn't want this to be 45 minutes of us jibber-jabbering and really get into the rolling. really didn't like that other players don't take I was a big, I was a big talker. Right. And, and then I, not only did I not pray, I forgot I was a cleric. Yes. Glade says to John, John, do you have any ideas? <laughs> We're just basically, I'm not going to do that, actually. We're just basically asking the DM for help. But so uh, Glade is going to say, John, nice work. I'm glad I was able to soften them up for you for that death blow yeah. that you did. Where is my daughter? Okay, she's right down around the corner. But please. Well, let's go. No, stop. Wow. Stop. He starts moving forward. He said, stop. I grabbed I said, I tag him. I said, number one, there's a trap right down there. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yes. Glad somebody remembered. That's right. Ow. My side hurts for some reason. Uh, I'll give a reaction. He That's immediately fine. attacks me. <laughs> Yes, poor reaction. He decides you're worse than the goblins. You're, I'm a liability. Right. Better dead. You're, 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 you're going to ruin the mission. The mission's going to fail she will, you. She will definitely die. Yeah, uh, save my daughter. Okay, that is fine, but please, let me try two shots first. Okay, so I'm going to peek around the corner. Okay. And what do I see? Uh, you see from around the corner, 
you don't see anything because from your vantage point, and, and by the way, uh, you didn't say you were trying to avoid the trap. Oh. So roll a dex check. 20. 20. Now I get the 20. You take one hit point yeah, of damage. Yeah, he's out. It's down to John. So, <laughs> so you collapse. John looks at you and goes, uh, Well, good morning. Welcome to Grog Talk. I'm James. I'm Dan. And where are we today? We are from GrogCon. That's right. right. Finally, we're at GrogCon. We sojourned through Suderham. We went through Restonford. And now we've ended up here at GrogCon 10 months in the making. And we have some special guests. You want to introduce our guest, Dan? We do, sure. So uh, to my right, to the viewer's left, we have Carlos Lising of Castle Entertainment. And to, to my left, your right, we have Vic Dorso from the, it's a longer name, with the Minneapolis. Twin Cities Old School Gaming Society. Yes. I'm taking my ever-puffing pipe, mm -hmm. puffing it up, setting it against the wall so that the smoke shows the pattern of the wind of the people coming up. I love oh. you. Actually, okay. that's not a bad idea. Okay. That's a great idea. Got it. Okay. All right. That's so the pipe is sitting there. They can see the swirling. They can see when the wind's moving. It'll help them to make it up. Well, yeah, but I guess the pipe needs to make a saving throw because you're laying... Where are you laying the pipe? Right in the corner by the wall. Oh, yeah. my God. Yeah. All right, give me a roll. That. What's what's your pipe strength and dexterity? <laughs> just give me just give me a roll. Let's see how it goes. Where are you laying the pipe? Wow. That's right. Where, actually where's, the, that's right. where's the pipe being laid? That's, that's a very personal question, wow. sir. I'm rolling 12. Well, it is 12.03. I think we're allowed to say these things now. So, okay. So they had the great pudding, rather than being... Uh, just dissolving it, he had it actually with like a mouth sucking the rope in and eating it. Huh. Ah, an another pudding. Well, we love pudding. Yeah, it was, yeah it was, that was before black pudding. <laughs> the original pudding was yeah, was gray, apparently. Yeah. Well, so, you know, because so now, you know, back then it wasn't all black and white. It's it gray. Was, the shades are gray. gray. Right. Shades of gray. So, so do you re do you remember your dad's react? Because your dad, as I understand it, your dad then starts. You know, he starts. He runs you guys through a, you and your sister through uh, a game. Rob Coons actually, even though um, that that doesn't show up, that's one of the few things that John Peterson and I disagree with, because John needs absolute verification of anything for it to have happened. Mm. Where in oh. my mind, it was Rob Coons as well. Yeah, no, we, we do not have that standard on Grog Talk at all. So hearsay, here random hallucinations, we accept it all. Whatever you say, this is all, all good. admissible. That's right. <laughs> Hallucinogenics didn't occur for me until like about uh, 1986. So <laughs> uh, d early that you know yeah, of, of those early, early, not early sure. onset dementia. Whatever, we take it all. We're, it's all good. It's all good. Well, that, that's very positive. If, if it went a certain way, if I couldn't power through the first part and maybe it was because it was an academic exercise where you had a i was really excited and then i read it and the poems and the stories and that weird guy um I, that's all right that's it no that's question number two and i already sense things are not going well for me <laughs> do you what it, do you have feel strong feelings one way or another about tom bombadil well, see, Tom Bombadil is something that was left out of the movies, and quite rightly, it's there, but it doesn't particularly move the story along. It, it is something that should be cut out. All right. Th James, thank you. James, too. Then thank zero. You, and well, thank you, uh, Lou. The first, 
Fellowship of the Ring is my favorite. That's thank it. you. So, so there, yes. you there, are, there are times I will frequently read just volume one. That's what I do. I just read volume one and I stopped. I tried to read Two Towers. I put it down. Just read volume as one. As a matter of fact, at, at least once or twice, I've gotten basically as far as Bree and stopped at Bree. Yeah, yeah, I agree completely. So, yes. so your idea of the story is a bunch of idyllic, uh, never dying <laughs> people go and take a long stroll, and then that's the end of the book. Okay. Yeah. He should he should get the middle finger. I got it. He should get it too. I'm the bomb middle fan, and I'm the one who got the middle finger. And he really liked um, some of the monsters that I found um, historical notes on, but uh, big points with. About the only thing we really disagreed on. Well, uh, James and I, we, we absolutely love deities and demigods. I mean, I know a lot of people talk about the core books, um, and they talk about the three, of course. But, you know, my view is that there's four core books. Uh, and did you come up with – so the non-human deities, which, if I recall correctly, the non, non-human deities were not included in the gods, demigods, and heroes – Right. Uh, but they are included in deities and demigods, uh, and, and, and I love them. I think they're great. I actually, I wish there had been more. I'm a big fan of Roger Moore's additional ones in, that, that he published. Did did you come up with those? Yeah, I came up with them on Gary's order, actually. He said he needed some gods for the orcs. I said, okay, I can manage that. So we did We did all the – pretty much most of the races got their own pantheons. Oh, then this is great. Okay, so it is time. Could you please tell us how to pronounce the name of the orc deity so we can get this solved once and for all? Yeah, no, thank you. Really? <laughs> really? <laughs> it's your daddy. <laughs> actually, actually, it's Hasbro's. That's right. Okay. And, uh, and well, I, think you can, I don't think you're going to sue for saying the name, are you? I don't think I can get sued either, but I'm not. The deity that shall not be James, named. I'd, James, I ask you to direct the witness to answer the question, please. Uh, I think it's uh, I think it's not relevant to the uh, matter at hand. He is the. Uh, there we go. There we go. Thank you very much. Yeah. I oh wow. My side. Okay. This is very, okay. But this is very important. Then, James, do you realize who we have on the show? We have on the show apparently the person who created Garl Gold, the gnome deity, and Kurtulamach, the kobold deity, right. right? So that's fair to say, right? Yeah. Okay. Wow. And he just says it like, yeah. I'd be like, that's right, because I'm a huge gnome fan. So that means you are responsible for the story of Garl Glittergold collapsing the ceiling on Kurtulamach. Is that, that's right. Is that fair to say? Yeah, old tricks. That's great. Can you tell us about that? I, I love that. Look, I, I know I this sounds. Yeah, I was going to be grilled about a book that I wrote 42 years ago. Oh, that's all we I, 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 I warned you, sir. I told you. I told we, you. Person. So protection scrolls. Examples are protection. So well, let me just ask you a quick. You, sure. So you believe that a curse scroll read can be read by anybody? Correct. So you don't think it's like it's so right? So it's not written in a mag. It's just a curse. So you don't need to cast a. Well, do you cast a read magic on it? No. You just pick it. Because the idea, the way I perceive it as, it's just like this book. If this book was in, it's, it's in English, but I couldn't read it. Yeah. As soon as I look at the symbols, it charges. It wow. discharges. Wow. Even though I have no idea what it is. As soon as I open the page, even though I'm viewing the symbols, it, the, magic, the, the, the yeah. magic is triggered because of a human mm-hmm. reading it. That's, okay. the, that's what I read it as. It's incomprehensible death. Okay. 
Sounds good to me. Uh, inco- that's a great thing. Incomprehensible. Death. I saw them. They. Uh, they. Yeah. No. Uh, Who did they, they open up for? Venom yeah. or um, Death? I, I think it was Destruction. Huh. I saw them. I think in uh, Berlin. I think in '82. I think. Yeah. They were a Swedish that's, band. That's a, yeah. They are Swedish. Yeah. Are they part of the uh, Swedish death metal or American death metal transport over there or New Core? I'm not sure which. which, which yes. That's what the said. Correct. Come on. That should be incompre- incomprehensible death. Awesome. Mm-hmm. That's I like the re- I like that. I like the early I like that segment. Incomprehensible death cuz that would be good for That should be. That could be right after Jezebel's corner. Jezebel's corner. <laughs> That'd be incomprehensible. incomprehensible. Ways to I, die. Why did I die? <laughs> why did I die? Dan, why did you kill Jezebel? Might have been, but you can't see disturbances in the ground. Why don't hey Hallmark? Why don't you try to detect evil instead of singing so much? Oh, what a wonderful! You are such a good friend. You know me. I turn around and I focus. Evil. <laughs> I detect. Are you a loud singer? <laughs> I sense your presence. Evil. He's the Barry White of paladins. I love it. <laughs> You do not sense any evil, whether it be from the pile of bodies or um, in the 60-foot radius around you. (sighs) This area is currently clear. Except you do sense a a growing sense of violence directed towards you from Rosie. (laughs) Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah, Detecting evil, all right. (laughs) Evil doings. We don't got no dragonborn in Hamlet A dwarven magic use you, you won't see Clerics must have deities to worship As written in the holy DMG We like delving dungeons and Every orc is evil through and through And we don't stay our hands and spare their children Like the five hippies in the game stores do And I'm proud to be a first edition grognon Living by the dice and gares decrees We fear only level drain poison And DM smiling wide behind the screen We don't play heroes with long backstories
Wow, that was fun. What do you think about the show? It was okay. Not the most amazing thing I've ever been part of. Uh, no, no, no. Not just this episode. I mean 100 episodes. What do you think of everything we've done with the show? Yeah, I knew what you were asking. Wow. You're still here? It's over. Go home. Yeah, go the fuck home. This has been a Bushy Puppy production. All rights reserved.